Hey guys, thank you for listening to Garage Life on the Harley Showcase podcast and welcome. Brought to you by TM Law. Contact us for any personal injury related needs at 888-400-0322. Thanks for listening. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And for this one, I got the homie Bobby from Death Trap Motorsports joining me. Um, we go on this one. We talk about his his shop, the rebranding of it, and uh, some Instagram stuff, some media, some influencers, some female influencers, Bobby's take on it. So this is a good episode. Kick back, relax, and here we go. Are you in a... You got a... a I mean, I want to be mindful, definitely, of your time zone and everything, of course, you know. Um, no, I'm good, man. When so, I'm tired, I'll say, hey, I'm going to bed. Perfect. So that's what I was about <laughs> to tell you. When, you. when you're done, tell me, shut the fuck up, Ray. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, Ray, shut the fuck up. Yep. I'm going to bed. Hey, homies. I got my homie. You know who I got on tonight. I got the homie Bobby online tonight. Join us over on YouTube right now. YouTube Harley Showcase. And we're, uh, I got Bobby. We're going to be chopping it up, all right? See you over there. Um. The um, so yeah, we got people jumping in here already. So, anyways, dog, it's been a minute, dude. First of all, let me get my beer situated here, and I gotta go get my little my little pen here that I failed to grab. There we go. All right, um, perfect. All right, you comfortable, man? You good? I'm good, man. Fucking hey, well, dude, how how is uh aside from you know, it, it you and I actually it was uh. I was telling some friends, some friends of mine were asking, um, they were like, uh, so, uh, you know, when did you hook this thing up with, with Bobby? And I was like, actually before any of all that stuff kind of like, you know, went, uh, went viral and see, I'm like, we've had this thing worked out for a month. I'm like, but it'll be definitely interesting conversation when we come across that. What I wanted to kind of catch up with you, homeboy was, uh, more, oh, it is, are you still, are you? I, I haven't heard much, and I haven't talked. I haven't talked to uh, David lately. Recently, just been busy. How's the shop going and everything, sure. dude? Are you guys still up and running? Shop, shop's good. Yeah, shop's good. Shop's busy. Um, you know, when it comes to motorcycle shops, like everybody expects us to build something all the time. You know what I mean? But honestly, in order to make money, we have to do tire changes and oil changes. Yep. You know, and we have to deal with local customer bikes, and that's that's been that's been kind of the bread and butter. And shop's doing really really good. I will give one little preview thing, I guess. I am building another bike for Daytona next year. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, we start that. Yeah, we start that build next week. Are we, are you it allowed or something. want to say the model that it's going to be at the very least? No, I I will I will not allow it to get out there, <laughs> but I will uh I will tell everybody it is not a bagger. Okay. Uh, which is what everybody expected me to build next. It's not a bagger. It's something kind of out of the wheelhouse, I like and it. I feel like we're we're probably gonna make. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say like we're gonna make waves and it's gonna be huge or whatever, but it's it's something different, and uh, people haven't seen it in a while. There's a couple guys out there that have done it, and uh, we're just gonna put our spin on it and see what comes about. But I had been talking about it for a while, uh, and Dave was in Sturgis, and uh, I called him and I said, hey. I've decided that we're, we're just going to build this bike. It's, it is what it is at this point in time. You know what I mean? Let's go ahead and start putting the parts together and the ideas together. Uh, and let's make it happen for Daytona, uh, next year and unveil it out there at Daytona. You know, and I always feel like a weirdo when I say like, Hey, we're going to unveil a build at Daytona. Like I'm not, 
we're not on TV. We're not fast and loud or whatever the crap, but it's, uh, it, I guess that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? We're going to build this bike. We're going to take it to Daytona. We're going to, it's going to have some of the same parts on it that this bike has on it. Okay. Um, I'm kind of mirroring. And Daytona is, is actually, just, Daytona's because Daytona's like the kickoff essentially is kind of what the, it is. Yeah, and so yeah, that, that's when March, be, April, do what when is it march april what what when is it march march okay it'll be in march yeah so it, it's kind of happening quick but this bike build won't be uh something that that takes as long as this took and uh, uh some of the parts i mean we're going to order all the parts i think on monday we decided and talked to a couple other shops that we're working with already and um we should be able to put it together fairly quick um jeremy from lucky strike is going to paint it and i already talked to him and he knows what we're building and um, you know, it, there'll be some stuff, it's going to be a performance bike. So there's going to be, yeah. uh, BST wheels. There's going to, Brox is going to do BST <laughs> wheels for us. There's going to be T bars, the whole shebang, but it's going to be something kind of different. So I'm looking forward um, to it. And I've I, been, I, I, I've say- had it in my head for quite some time, like for past couple of years, uh, kind of had the idea about it and even better. It's, it's just one of those things where it's now it's time to do it. Like, let's just go ahead and do it now. I will tell everybody this, this bike is actually getting a refresh um, before Daytona as well. So I'm bringing two bikes. This this one's not, I mean, everybody I say that to is like, oh my God, why are you going to change it? Not getting a huge change, just a slight refresh. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's getting a new paint job, but the yeah. paint is going to be very similar to what we currently have, not changing color scheme or anything. Okay. Uh, and we are we did buy a uh, Dominator carbon, fairy, carbon fair, fiber fairing and lowers. That was hard to say carbon fiber fairing and lowers for the bike so say that 10 times fast the, huh? the top <laughs> yeah say that quick uh so we'll hopefully have that done for daytona as well and then my kid's bike which everybody saw on my instagram i gave my 16 year old son a 03 uh dyna it, it kind of worked in his favor too he's sitting over here um i saw him walk he through the back <laughs> he was out riding it and uh the spark plug blew out of the head and he stripped the the spark plug threads out of the head so awesome it had to go to the shop yeah so it had to go to the shop and then when it got to the shop i don't leave anything alone so his little 03 dyna is now getting a 124 <laughs> um sns 124 it's uh, getting a couple goodies getting cleaned up we're gonna bring that to daytona too that's that's a bad little bike so well uh, then we'll good a few heavy hitters down there good thing he was uh pinning it and uh, sent the spark plug through the through the head uh, dude it's a carbureted bike and he likes to rev it because it's a carbureted bike and he revved it and it backfired through the motor and that spark plug said see you later yeah <laughs> she she gone yeah that, so, that, that's that's t- well you know he's riding it it sounds like he's enjoying it i guess is the uh, best is, way to man. put it <clears throat> and here's people i have some people that say you know why'd you buy a 16 year old bike like he's been on bikes for a long time he rode dirt bikes and stuff like he i have no qualms with him jumping on a Harley, he's very safe. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He has a lot of confidence, which you know as well as I do. If you're not confident on a bike, that's when you're going to get hurt. If oh, you're yeah. confident on the bike, you're, you're usually pretty okay. So he has a lot of confidence. He's got a lot of skill. Uh, I never worry about him on the bike. I just slightly worry about everybody else that he's on the road with. So, um, you know, that's kind of one of those things. He rides with me 90% of the time when he rides. So he's he's doing pretty good. But it, I guess there's perks to having a dad that owns a motorcycle shop. Oh, without um, without a know. doubt, man. When you're uh, and you probably would get some. I could imagine that you'd get a little bit of slack, you know, handing the keys over to a 16 year old. But as you said, 
I was doing it at that time. I, w- I maybe wasn't riding yeah. a street bike, or I was I, I wasn't on a Dyna, but I was definitely out there taking my my uh, my uh, dirt bike wherever I could get away with taking it. Like I'd, I'd hit right. the road with it and shit. So it's no different. And to be honest with you, fuck, I was doing dumb ass shit on a dirt bike at that age. Man, I was doing taking jumps yeah, and I doing mean, dumb shit I shouldn't have never done. That's kind of the thing too. Like he does more of the dumb stuff on the dirt bike. So he's slightly more responsible on the, on the Harley. And I bought him a pretty nice Harley. Like it's a nice bike. Like the guy we bought it from, we didn't do a lot to it after we bought it. We put, you know, black fork tubes on it and we put a Brock swing arm on it, kind of gave it a little bit of our spin, but another local shop had put that bike together. It was a real clean bike. It was a really nice bike. And he knew because it was nice to treat it nice. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so, it's an, it's an anniversary um, year, right? It is. It was yeah, it's a, an 03 03, yeah. It's, it's a clean bike, man. I, to be honest, I, I never had anything that nice until I was 25, 28 years old. <laughs> Shit, I still I mean? don't have so, anything that nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty nice bike. It's uh, I'd ride it over mine a lot of times. Mine's, you know, you got the fairing, the bags, and everything else. There's a lot of times that I, you know, would jump on it and just rip around, you know, down the street and stuff. Don't, it's a good bike. Don't blame you. So everything is uh it sounds then like the shop is uh doing well because i know there was a i know there was a bit of a rebranding i guess kind of you know recently with with the name and i don't know partnership i don't you know you can you can spit details as much as as much as you well, like but what's the name of the new shop much, it wasn't as much as uh so dave is dave has always been and always will be the uh the founder of this motorcycle shop yeah and he started it before me and him met like he had another partner that did powder coat and stuff and uh he uh he started that bike before we met then we met when we talked about building this bike and so when we met we hit it off really really well um and we made plans to build this bike and uh we talked a lot we talked every freaking day on the phone and that blossomed into being a friend you know what i mean It, it was a friendship and then you know he presented me with an opportunity to be involved with the shop um, I took the opportunity because I, I had a lot of faith in Dave because Dave is such a hustler. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That dude works 24 seven. Uh, he hustles all the time. Yeah. And I saw that in him and, um, me and him have not agreed on everything that we've ever done. I mean, it's not a perfect relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's times where he wants to do stuff and I say it's a bad idea. And there's times where I want to do stuff and he thinks it's a bad idea. So that's normal, but the that's like husband and wife, though, dude. Was, you guys are you guys are business partners. That's like being husband and wife. You're never going to agree. Oh, you're not always going to agree. Not 100%, never. Yeah, percent. That's that's the best way to explain it. it. It's it's a marriage when you're a business partner like that. You yep. know what I mean? So you have to. There's compromises, and yeah. you're not going to agree, and uh, you just have to learn to work through that stuff. But we've never had an issue where me and him have ever had personal issues over that stuff. It's just been agree or not disagree or anything. But yeah. the rebranding was kind of kind of perfect timing. It we had a lot of issues because I don't know if everybody remembers the bike, the bike shop was white trash alley. I do remember and, that, which, and I, and I never remember, sh- I never referred to it as that. I guess I just always remember it. I guess WTA is, is the way yeah, that we, I we, referenced. Well, it. and that's the reason there's a funny story with that. The reason we <laughs> went to WTA is because, uh, we were pegged on social media all the time for hate speech because white trash. Oh yes. Okay. And, and it kept, it kept happening over and over again. And anybody that wanted to tag us in Instagram or tag us on, on Facebook and social media, they would get a warning, uh, about hate speech and stuff because of the bike shop. Wow. So it, it came, it came to the point where we said, we gotta, we gotta change something slightly 
you know, so we did the slight rebrand. Um, you know, I already had the car death trap. I, I actually had, um, you know, merch and stuff for the car and stuff. And, um, it kind of just worked really well. I had, I had some friends say it doesn't make sense that you're, you're branding it death trap and you're building bikes for people. Isn't that scary? And it's like, well, yeah, that, I guess maybe <laughs> that's kind of scary, but, but aren't they all really uh, just death traps, no matter how you shape them up. Single, I mean, that's, every, that's every motorcycle is a death trap. Every time you throw your leg over one, you know what I mean? You're, you're getting a chance to die. So, yeah. uh, the rebranding went really well. We just launched the website. The website has a bunch of merch on it and stuff. We got a t-shirt supplier and a merch supplier now. And, uh, we hired a office manager, which Jody is freaking amazing. She's doing a killer job. We still have our two mechanics, Mike and Sleazy. Um, those guys, man, they're, they're old school, Harley <laughs> to the core me- mechanics. You know what I mean? They've been working on Evos and shovels and pans and everything their entire life. And they're some of the best mechanics in the business. Like, uh, you can go to these new shops that have these young guys that go to MTI and everything else, or, uh, but when you have a guy that's been in his garage for the past 30 years building motorcycles by hand, he knows everything about everything. Yeah. And the stuff he doesn't know about, his son knows about because his son's 20 years younger than him or 25 years younger than him. It's a father and son duo. So um, they absolutely kill it, man. They, if it wasn't for Michael and Sleazy, we wouldn't be able to have the shop. That's so, uh, I, um, I I give you uh, I I I gonna appreciate and respect the fact that you recognize you know where your talents are and where your where your needs are I guess or in in the sense of the shop because it takes that type of mentality and effort. Not one person can be so egotistical when it's a team effort that it's like I'm making all the calls or I got to do this or I got to have every oh, hand absolutely. in it. You know, yeah. and like what you're doing absolutely. right now with the shop and exactly what you're explaining is or talking about is is these guys that have all these combined years of knowledge how many just your mechanics how many years combined do they have 50 60 that, years combined knowledge and, i mean it's and insane. that right there is is almost i won't want to say irreplaceable but it is extremely valuable it you is know. it's extremely valuable now we could go out and hire a kid for ten dollars an hour that wants to work on motorcycles but the first thing he's going to do is screw up you know, a $70,000 bike that we're building on the lift. You yep. know what I mean? So, and our guys aren't perfect. They make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And oh, that's, that's growing pains of a shop too, man. Everybody thinks the shop, you know, kind of our level never builds a bike that doesn't have a problem. We've, that happens all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? In this industry, you know, you put a motor together, sometimes the parts are good, sometimes the parts are bad. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? You, you can get bad parts right out of the box or you get a customer who wants to cheap out on some parts and, and not cheap out on other parts. And then, you know, you're having issues there. Uh, where did you get a pizza? <laughs> My kid just walked in here with a whole pizza. I saw him walking so, in through the back with a piece of yeah, cardboard. I'm like, what's he doing? Bringing in trash? <laughs> yeah, he just brought in a pizza. But, uh, you know, so you have these customers sometimes that you have to appease because they want to, they've brought in Amazon bought parts. You know what I mean? And when you're a shop like us, you don't turn away work, you know? So when those guys come in and have risers from Amazon or, or, whatever it might be a mid control kit from amazon you know we'll put it on but when they come back and say hey this mid control kit is you know is loose it's wobbly and it's like well guys we didn't buy a boosted brad fifteen hundred dollar setup we bought you know an amazon set for 80 bucks shipped to your door so you know you kind of have to keep that kind of stuff in mind and and customers seem usually to be understanding sometimes they're not you know what i mean the customer's a customer so yeah that is what it is i would love i would love for our shop to be at the point where we could turn away work that would be awesome. You know what I mean? Like somebody come to the door and say, I want to do this to my 1996 Sportster. And we could say, ah, we, we just don't want to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? But we're, we're just not there. 
that's the goal, though, as, as cocky or as arrogant as some people may want to interpret that. Um, that's kind of that is the goal of a shop is ultimately to be able to say, like, uh, we either a don't that's not our specialty or that's not our niche or whatever it may be. Or we just don't have the time. We have a bunch of other builds and stuff or we can get you in in like right. three months or something. So as, as odd as it may sound to say, hey, uh, I'm going to turn away that bike right now. Sometimes that is not necessarily the goal, but at least it gives you a. Um, a realm of where you're at kind of in business when you're able to do that you know when you're when you're at to the point and and there's guys that are out there that are like that i mean you could call you know some of the custom builders right now and tell them you want to build something and they could tell you hey that's just not my thing i don't i don't want to do it yep. and and that's good you know what i mean and i'm i'm glad that people get to that point we're not there yet but uh, hopefully sometime soon we'll get there i mean the shop is always expanding that's kind of a thing uh, with me and Dave is we always want to expand into other things. You know, we're, we're getting our dealer's license. We're going to be buying and selling bikes a lot more often. Okay. Dave's got a trailer and a truck. He's going to be picking up stuff down south and bringing it up north and selling it. We're going to be flipping stuff a lot. So with that income comes the ability to say, maybe we don't take on the big wheel bagger build that we've been taking on, you know, for the past two years. We right. can maybe say that we're just not the shop right for that. But as of right now, if you bring us money and have a big wheel, we'll put it together. <laughs> oh, dude! I mean, m all all money is green, right? You know, and and oh, absolutely, one hundred percent, man. Like, yeah, and and that's the thing. A lot of people, I talk crap about big wheels all the time. I never owned one, and I'm I am one of the I talk crap about them, and I did own hey, one. Hey, <laughs> hey, I know you did. You admit to it. That's fine. I do, but. I, I never owned one. I was I was never really big into to big wheels. Now I did go through stages like I had sport bikes and I had I had a, a couple sportsters. I loved my sportsters. I thought they were awesome bikes, you know. And there was a time I was a big chopper guy. I liked you know choppers for a long time. And this is live breaking news. At one point in time, I owned a big dog chopper. I, I did, you know, which is just as bad as owning a big wheel bagger. You know what I mean? In my opinion, it's about the same thing. So there was a time that I owned a big dog chopper with a big friggin' back wheel on it and everything, but that was in 2006 when that was, that was cool. the craze. That you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it was cool. And I, to be real honest, I loved riding that bike. I, I fucking loved that bike. That bike was a blast to ride, you know, and, uh, it, it was fine. It didn't have any issues or anything like that, but my taste changed. And that's kind of the thing, I guess, when we get into the meme thing, when we start talking about that, like, it's okay to say, yeah, I liked stupid stuff a couple of years ago and my yeah. tastes have changed. You know, it, it, my issue is when you say, you know, I'm the gatekeeper or I wear a performance bagger shop when two years ago you weren't a performance bagger shop, you know, yeah. you were building big wheel baggers, you know, so that's kind of where my mentality, maybe people don't like that and that's fine. I don't uh, care. Uh, I just it, either admit that you rode one or you like them. Uh, and then in my book, you're fine. That's yeah. cool. Man. And, like, and like Daniel, Daniel from proper baggers. That's a perfect example. Okay. I have respect. I have respect for Daniel because he'll be the first one to tell you he rode a chopper. He rode a big wheel bagger. He saw somebody else being race glide on a performance bagger and said, Oh, that's the move. That's what I want to do. And then he, his taste changed and, and he'll admit to owning the big wheel. You know what I mean? You, well, you admit to owning a big wheel. I, I admit perfectly to, okay. I admit to owning a big wheel and it, it you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean like you have to admit to it or raise your hand or acknowledge it to like be like, okay, then he said it, he claimed it, he did it. It's not necessarily that. It's simply just uh, acknowledge that it was a period of time in your, in your writing career, I guess. And to be, well, to be 
truthful and fair, I, the big wheel bagger for me, it was one in the stable, just like they are right now. Like I got, I got multiple right. ones and, uh, it was one in the stable, but bet, bet your ass. The other one was a hot rotted, hot rotted out ass. Oh, one Dyna low rider fucking T-barred out with fairing. And, yeah, and that, so, I mean, that was my rip West coast, man. Like that's, yeah. that's normal. Everybody had one of those out there. So yeah. Well, I mean you know. my style of like, okay, the big wheel, the big wheel bagger that I had, it was for me at the time, a hundred percent all about fucking flash and um, the status. I guess if that's what you want to call it, because sure, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 hey, hey listen, listen, I'm that guy. I build a I build a fucking show bike. Like I'm that <laughs> I get that mentality. I don't have any hate towards that mentality. You know what I mean? Now this show bike will still shit and get. It's got every performance part on it that yeah. you can buy. You know what I mean? And and we can all talk crap about Daniel that he just bought everything and put it on that bike. That bike, it fucks, man. That bike's, it's a monster. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I would dis- I that, this that is, the same that, way. that's a fair statement. Um, you know, you, yeah, you, dude, you put absolutely. on, if you now, put on the every. And his taste is slightly different than mine. Yes. And that's okay. You know what I mean? I'm not hating on that. It's not my, if I own that bike, I'd probably have, you know, better paint job or something on it uh, because I'm a little flashy. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. uh, he went a different route, but that's his bike. But he did put, every freaking bad part they make every performance part they make is on that bike so yeah. i mean i can't talk crap about the fact that that bike is probably one of the epitomes of a performance bagger that's out there because it has every part on it that anybody would ever want and that's in that's what we did with this bike you know what i mean I, we made a list of every performance shop and every performance part that you could put on a dyna to make you know the epitome of a performance dyna right and i th- i threw the money at it you know what I mean? That's what we did. Let and, me, and I'm not against. I'm not against admitting that. Let me let me interject my two cents on that portion of it. Um, in the different, we're going to just talk about exactly what we're what we're talking about when it comes to your bike, and let's use Daniel's bike as we're you know as the example. I think where for me, um, I think where the difference of like Daniel maybe get a little bit more hate in it versus yours because you're absolutely right when you say it in that context. I threw every dollar at this thing. I threw every part at this thing that I possibly could. And yeah, when you do that, absolutely, you should ultimately in the end have one pissed off, angry, badass fucking bike. You should when you when you right. when you commit to throwing that much money and effort and time and everything else into it. I think the difference, what separates the two, in my opinion, between when, again, we're talking your bike and Daniel's bike is your bike has more looking at them, going over them, seeing them. There's more customization, personal touches. There's a little bit more of a motor of a theme to it, so to speak. That is true. And where and where I think like someone somebody that and I know we're talking about Daniel like it's but there's a lot of people. This is we're just using Daniel's bike as an example. I'm using it as an example. I'm not talking shit about Daniel in particular. There's a bunch of these guys. And we're not talking about Daniel's bike being a piece of shit. We're using it because it's it's a well known bike. I think we can both admit that a lot of people are aware of it. So they'll be able to know the bike itself. But when it comes to throwing just every single part and dollar at it, I think that's where I think if I if I'm going to give my take, I think that's where it falls short for me a little bit because anybody can do that. You got to for me as a not as a builder, because I'm not a builder, but as a motorcycle enthusiast and like somebody that can appreciate something like that, I would appreciate Daniel's bike a little bit more, like you said, 
maybe with not crazy paint, doesn't even need crazy paint because it's got everything on it that it possibly needs. It needs something a little right. bit more than just what it has, I guess. And no, I get, I get that mentality. Yeah. And, and we did, I, I, there was a thought process besides just throwing every dollar at this bike. There was a thought process of, you know, this Miami vice themey thing that we did, like, I don't want to be that guy, but nobody else had done this yet when we did it you, know, and I, you're, I, you can be that guy all you want bobby because you were right nobody was doing it at the time that you had done right. it. you were now a little bit ahead there's a lot of people that do it now and yep. i'm not hating on that at all you know what I mean? but i'm just saying that was an original idea yes um you Agreed. know when we, we decided to go with that color that color scheme and that idea actually came from one of my hot rods i was going to paint my hot rod this color and then i so decided dope. you know what let's do the <laughs> dyna in this color so <laughs> Uh, I've, you know, I grew up riding dirt bikes and I grew up riding BMX bikes and that, that eighties, nineties theme to me was always kind of cool. And I always dug like the, uh, the Miami vice kind of feel. Yeah. So that's where, that's where that was inspired from. Uh, and nobody else. So that, that thought process did go into that build. Um, you know what I mean? We did have, uh, decisions to make when it came to design, not just performance of the bike. And, and there are some guys that say, I don't care about the design. I just want the bike to perform and that's okay. You know what I mean? I, I know those guys too. And some of those bikes are freaking awesome. Yeah. Like they're, they're monsters. You know what I mean? But I am a little flashier. I, I did want to build a semi, uh, <laughs> a semi show bike. You know, is Andy talking about my porn stash? <laughs> yeah, bro. It's Vegas stash. <laughs> hey, Andy knows what happens when this stash is on the face. He was in Las Vegas with me for a week and knows, knows what happens when this is here. Care to so, share? <laughs> Uh, no, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That Atta was boy. A rough week, bro. That was a that was a rough week. My kid's standing here too. He can't hear any of that. I heard him chuckle right now, so we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we're gonna leave that one alone. But yeah, the uh, the bike. You know, there was a thought process into the design and the style and the 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 outcome of the motorcycle. Um, so you know, getting back to like what I said about the memes and stuff about big wheel bagger guys and stuff, they have you can see in the industry now or in the culture now that there's guys that are coming from the big wheel world that are now building performance yeah. bikes, yeah. you know, and, and some of them are okay. And some of them are not my thing. And, uh, you know, well, it's, it's unfortunately I think, I think Bobby, when, it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that it's the, the, I think it's fair to say with that statement that at this point, um, the, the performance bagger scene is now hit the plateau maybe of where it's, of where it's of where Absolutely. not yeah probably of where it's at because yep. once it hits its plateau and it's like up there that's when you start getting everybody like you're talking about you start getting the the I'm not too familiar with it but it looks really cool and that's what everyone else right. is doing and, and I want to go but with we it. also we also have to take into account I think that's good for the industry I think that's good for Harley Davidson in general I think when you start getting those guys that's money to be made for the parts manufacturers that's money to be made for the moco like I think it's probably we as purists the guys that were and I don't want to say I was doing performance stuff for anybody else I wasn't but the guys that have been in the performance scene a little bit longer sometimes we get frustrated because we see these guys pour in but sometimes we have to keep in mind like if these guys weren't coming into this culture or into this style of build inevitably the fad would die yeah you know and you can't push you can't push the envelope and you can't push the 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 engineering of those bikes 
almost any further than what everybody's kind of done now. So now that you're getting fresh people into the culture or into this style of bike, there might be somebody that comes in and does something completely different and you yeah. go, well, crap, that's awesome. And, and it progresses, it progresses that style of bike. It progresses that, that culture. You know what I mean? So not all of that is bad. Yeah. It nope. is, it is frustrating though, when you see shops or people labeling performance bikes, a performance bagger and they have stock suspension or they're labeling it, you know, this is our performance bagger build and they didn't crack a case open. It's got a stock motor in it. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of where I go, okay, don't label it that because it's not a performance in my brain. It's not a performance build like a full build unless, you know, you're going to at least do cams, you know what I mean? Or a cam, you know what I mean? Like something, to, to make more horsepower. But if you're putting a Vance and Heinz fuel flex on it or a fuel, uh, whatever it is, the Vance and Heinz plug in tuner <laughs> and a K and an air filter, you didn't build a performance bike. Yeah. You, you, know what you, I mean? you, 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 you built did your what, Harley and that's great. Exactly. You did what, a, what 90% of motorcycle people do anyway. Yeah, dude. And, and, but I'm not, I'm not the guy to say, don't do that. Of course. I, I'm saying don't, don't put it on Instagram and say, this is our performance bagger. Yeah. Just say th- this is the bike we built recently. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's kind of the thing. That don't don't put it out there and say, "Hey, this is our shop and this is the performance bike we just built and it has a set of legends on the back of it." It's you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. in my opinion, what are you saying about legends? I got legends. What are you talking? No, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. You know what I mean? I, no, no, I, no. I am that guy that I can I can appreciate almost any. And that's the funny part is I say that about legends, and that's what Finley's bike has on it. Rides freaking <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're the garage guy and you put legends on your bike, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're a shop that yeah. it is presenting itself as a performance Harley shop you know maybe there's there's levels to that i i that is that is that's a good way to articulate it and and see that because um legends for me i've i wrote and we'll just i'm not this isn't about you know what is superior this isn't my point at all it's a good shock for the price that you pay you know it absolutely i'm not talking crap about about them they are there it's a good product and then within the past two years they've upgraded the product that they're even better we sell a ton of them at the shop but but to your bike has it on there but to your point you cannot compare that price point of that shop exactly shock to a set of olings exactly they're not the same thing they they're not designed the same they're not built the same they're not exactly there's a reason that olins cost x amount and you can get a set right. of legends for seven, eight hundred, whatever, whatever the price that it is. There's a reason now, for I that. I will say, I will say, my buddy Adam, Road Glide Destroyer, um, he says something that's actually pretty smart about that. Though there is, there comes a point that most of us as a rider will not utilize the shock difference between a set of legends and a set of Olings because we're not on a track. Yep. You know, we're not pushing the limitations. So there is the mind, the mindset that saying, well, maybe it's just a flex that you got the Olean's because you're never going to ride that bike as hard to see the difference between the legends and the Olean's. You yeah. know what I mean? And and there's probably some truth to that. Now on my bike, the inverted front end is a whole, it's a game changer. That bike is completely different. And, um, you know, that's not just a flex that is literally, it, it doesn't get much better than that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, 
Uh, and you can do a lot with cartridges. You can do a lot with drop-ins, but it's not. It's definitely not the same. No. Um, you're, you're, and and that's, I rode. I rode this bike with cartridges, and I rode this bike with this inverted front end. It is a completely different motorcycle. I've told people the um, same exact thing, man. When it comes to what you said with the legend, uh, being that I've ridden them for a while, and I still, I still, Bobby, have a set of RWDs sitting up on that shelf that I need to put yeah. on. I don't know why I haven't put them on. I bought them like over. Great. Fucking. That's a great product, man. They're a great shock. I'll tell I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I haven't put them on. It's just simply because I know that I'm going to have to like do some cutting and chopping and welding on the Thunderheader because it's yeah, going to hit yeah, the yeah. axle. So I just I haven't right. just gone down that road to to want to fuck with that. I just want to ride my bike still right now. You know, absolutely, dude. Like, and and here's the, the thing: if you haven't reached the limitation of that suspension, then why change it? It's working you know fine. I mean? like it's, it's it's exactly, and it's worked for me. The legends have worked for right. me since I've had them. I've told people the same exact thing. Um, that I have not personally, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, these things are too sketch. I'm ri I'm riding way past my limits right. of these, I, and I'm riding. You're, you're mean, not. You're not gonna. I'm riding hard. I mean, I'm not that, fucking here to tap yeah, my own most horn. Of, or most of us that aren't track guys though are not going to see the. And Adam said that, and, and he's 100 percent right. Most yep. of us who not, are, are not racers or not track guys are not going to see the difference between that shock and the Olean's. That's probably very, very, you're not going to reach the limitation of that, of that shock. Yeah. You're not and, a and Kyle Wyman or anything true. like but, that. But either. on the flip side of that, I could have put legends in this bike and I might not have rode it as hard or I might not see the difference between it. You know, the inverter front end's a little different, but you could, I probably could have put legends on the back of this bike and it would have rode very, very similar to the way I ride it right now. But when a shop builds a performance bike that they're going to take <laughs> to a show and unveil, you don't skimp on that part. You know what I mean? And that's kind of my that was kind of my point about the comment and about the memes. Some of the memes I made, like yeah. if you call yourself a performance bike shop and you're building a a a signature bike or or a show bike or or a shop built bike, I mean maybe you use Legends if you're sponsored or you're you're a retailer you know maybe uh but maybe you also should do, go all out and not skimp on that that stuff but I, I that's just my personal opinion man i'm not the gatekeeper i'm not nope. the guy that makes the rules i'm just saying what i think you're you know what you, I mean? you're kind of you're deal. one of god knows how many people with an opinion and that's but i'm yeah, I'm, dude, I'm another one got a freaking opinion and 90 percent of them are wrong and, and i'm okay to be wrong most of the time <laughs> <laughs> let's uh that's this is actually married, a good i've been married for like 20 years bro i'm right i'm wrong all the time all the time i'm used to it. It if you're married yeah you're wrong usually most of the yeah. time man uh this is a good segue into it you were talking about you know uh shops and stuff that and that's kind of what led into you know for those that don't know and i don't you know whether they know or they don't it's irrelevant you know we're, we're you and I were talking a little bit offline with this stuff, um, and I, I I could say I would I'm okay going out on a limb and saying I and it maybe it's the wrong thing for me to say, being that I'm on I'm a I'm not even a fucking dub myself an You're influencer. An influ You're no, an no, no, influencer. No 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 I'm not an don't, influencer don't in any fucking way. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, it maybe it's bad for me to say it in the context that I'm I have a, a I've I've decided to give myself a voice I guess in this You in have this a scene. voice, you have right. a platform. Um but um I, I I'm I'm with you where we were talking offline a little bit where would you agree the Instagram um culture has my my take on it Instagram, social media has kind of watered down the culture that I have grown up in and uh, yeah. live by. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely, man. I, I, I made a meme 
And I, I've actually had this discussion with multiple people. When I was growing up in the in the eighties, uh, you know, my grandpa rode a bike. <laughs> my grandpa rode a bike. My dad rode a bike. Um, the point of riding a Harley was not to be accepted. The point of riding a Harley back then was to say "f you" to society. I can do whatever I want exactly. at any point in time. I want to do it. Uh, and now I feel like the culture has watered itself down to the fact that they have to have this acceptance on social media. They have to have this accolade and they have to have this, this, they're chasing the likes, they're chasing the views They're You know what I mean? And I think it's watered down the culture. And let's be honest. I, when I say these things out loud, I realize that I've done the same thing. You know what I mean? Like you and I I'm, both I'm posting pictures. Of, I'm posting pictures of my bike. I'm posting pictures of my car. Do I like it when people say, Hey, that's cool absolutely man like everybody likes that yep it's the same thing going to a bike night or a bike show and everybody looking at your bike you you enjoy that and that's okay but when i say these things out loud i want to i want to be very very clear most of the memes that i made a couple weeks ago were aimed directly at myself as well (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm not safe from it and i think we've all gotten into this this social media aspect of the harley culture and dude i don't know i'm not going to use the word toxic but i feel like it it excludes a lot of people. I feel like it right. it promotes people maybe to the forefront that shouldn't be the people that are the voice of the community. The you mean um, like as in the correct representation? Yeah, man. I think I think that's an issue, and I'm not saying that I'm not singling anybody out in that comment. I'm just saying that I feel like these young guys, like my kid's 16, man. If he didn't have me. You know, he would be looking at some people on Instagram because he likes Harleys and it might not be the guy that I would want to show him this industry or show him this culture or show him about what it's like to own a Harley or about what it's like to, to be in this this environment of owning a motorcycle. That's a good point. And, you know, and we have to keep that in mind that there's a lot of young dudes that are in. And I th- I've said this a 100 times, like you can be mad at repost pages and you can be mad at, at some of the gatekeeper guys that we talk about sometimes it's not really their fault. It's, it's the fact that these young guys are coming in and that's what's available, easily available for them to find. And they need, they need an older dude to look at him and say, okay, yeah, that guy's cool, but check this dude out that was building this FXR in 1984. Yeah. That had T bars on it and a thunderheader on it. And you know, this is where this came from. You know what I mean? Like check this, this, you know, this hell's angel in San Francisco that built this FXR in 1978 or 19, 1982 yeah. to run away from the freaking cops. Like this is where <laughs> this style of bike came from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think some of the guys that are in the industry that don't get enough credit, <clears throat> you know, so like I talked to the guys at hang them high. Did you see the bike they built for Jetty and Sturgis? I have not. To me, that's the build of the year. It's, it's, absolutely phenomenal what what is what is it what is what is the base of it's a it's a dyna uh it's fxrt fairing and lowers and stuff but what what year dyna 24 in it do what what year dyna early late model i don't i uh, it's it's a late model Uh, i think it's a low rider s if i'm not mistaken i I don't don't take that to be dead on serious but 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 newer newer generation do what newer generation of of dyna yeah 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 It's, it's a newer generation dyna um 124 man inverted front end uh, Olean's everywhere I, I mean it's it's an ultimate build bike uh full suspension full full swing arm full paint job by lucky strike jeremy at lucky strike to me i think it might be the best built bike i've seen this year so far 
Okay. Uh, and there's been a lot of rad bikes that came out this year. But to me, I feel like it's one of the best built bikes this year. And, you know, he went to Sturgis and, and it was on the Internet. And most of the people I follow on social media are kind of in the same circle. So they're reposting that bike a lot. But I don't feel like it got as much credit as it deserved. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. I'm not taking away from the credit it got. I'm just saying that I think that bike, it, it, it's it's this on crack. I mean, it, it, it is absolutely amazing. And I think let me pull it like up. Is it this, is like, it this bike actually? Is it yeah, this it's that one? bike right there. Uh, Justin from Hangem high, man. Like that is a really cool roots, grassroots shop, man. This dude's built choppers and stuff. This is the kind of guy that should be at the forefront of the industry that these young dudes are coming in, uh, to find, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is the style of builder that should be the guy that everybody looks at, you know, and um, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, like the caliper of build we, and everything. Like this, this is the yeah. cali- This is the caliber of build. This is the caliber of shop. This is the caliber of a builder himself. You know, I think this Justin dude is, is top notch. Absolutely, uh, that bike is absolutely amazing. And and his past builds are just as amazing. You know what I mean? This yeah. this isn't the only bike he's ever built that's rad. And and him and Jetty built an amazing bike. They took to Sturgis. They won a couple shows, but they didn't win all the shows. And and I'll, I'll just say it out loud: they weren't invited to the builders uh, V Twin Visionary Invitational Builders for Design and Style show in Sturgis. And to me, I think that was yeah. absolutely ridiculous because that bike was ten times better than any bike that was on that lawn. And I'm not taking away from anybody else's bike that was there. Yeah, you know what I mean. That shop should have been invited to that show, in my opinion. Now yeah. maybe they get invited next time. And that's great, but it should have been invited to that show in Sturgis, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I and Justin's a good dude, and he's he's it's a grassroots. It's a clean uh, bike, kind of man. builder. It is a wonderfully put together. Uh, but yeah, new. Oh, new, dude, it's bad. It's it's clean. I mean, and he's even got the shorty fender or cut fender, whatever it is back there, like HPI. Yeah, the thing, I mean, it's it's a uh, thing is the thing is bad. I mean, literally, like we said earlier, you make a list of all the best performance parts, and that's what's on that bike. Yeah. You know, um, and that is to me that is the epitome of building a performance uh, Dyna. Uh, and and what I'm saying though, Justin is not the kind of guy that's that's pigeonholed into that either. Like his past builds are just as good. The detail is just just as good on everything else he's ever touched. And he's been on Jace's podcast before. Like it was a really good podcast with him. And and he's a he seems like a down to earth kind of cool guy. Um, and I think that's the kind of builders and that's the kind of shops and, and even some of the shops that are big shops like chip at San Diego customs to me. And you've heard me say this 10 or 15 times. I think chip builds the best bikes on the planet. He's Bar got- none, plain and simple period. And, and I would argue with anybody, those bikes <laughs> that come out of San Diego customs or at San Diego customs are the best bikes built on the planet. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can't put another builder in front of that dude. A lot of attention shop, to detail in all those bikes that they put out. Dude, that shop builds the baddest bikes on the planet. Yeah. And, and if you want a performance bike or look at a performance-style bike, whether it's a bagger or a Dyna or whatever, if you're a young guy, that's the shop you need to be looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and, 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 and I've said it before when we did the showcase on mine. Like, I wanted a San Diego Customs bike, so I – I'd be the first one to admit that I mimicked you built the best the of my ability yeah. and our shop's ability of that level of bike. I feel like we nailed it. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from our shop, yeah. but 
it, that was an inspiration. And, and well, imitation the is the best form of flattery, right? That's that's absolutely, that is man, the best absolutely. way. I, I, I agree. I've uh, this morning I was, uh, you know, as we do in the morning when we get up uh, perusing through Instagram and stuff like that. And uh, I came across a and I'm not going to say who it is because it doesn't it's irrelevant. But I came across something where I'm like, huh, that's a, a interesting that seems very familiar. And I'm like, that's a, like pretty much what I'm doing. Well, interesting. And I'm just like, well, let me, what, uh, was this something that happened before me, after me? And uh, it happened to be after I kind of kicked off my shit, you know, on Instagram. And I, yeah. I, as much as I want, not as much as I, well, yeah, as much as I maybe want to say something, who the fuck am I even to know that they're even imitating me? That's, that's the, that's the, here's, that's the big headed part. Thing, man, and, we, and we've said this a hundred times at the shop and, and you know, <clears throat> I've got a couple buddies of mine that there is nothing in the Harley culture right now that hasn't been done before. There never, Absolutely there's, nothing. it's, it's, uh, it's a groundbreaking in, in the Harley world. It's groundbreaking when something that has not been done has been done. And the reason I say that with emphasis is because this this Harleys have been around since 1903. We're all we're all <laughs> imitating something that has been done before. There is not an original idea and nobody can claim an original idea in the Harley community unless you're going to go out right now and buy a live wire and turn it into a West Coast bike. shove it up your ass you're not there is not an there's there's not a single original idea hey you you know what what i I did see i did see something uh there's original ideas out there and i'm going to give you an example of one that i saw this morning um i don't even remember who put them out you may have seen them but they're risers that are like cnc dude that's the stupidest thing (laughs) i have ever seen in my entire life and somebody from the industry is going to say that dude's an asshole for calling them out. I, I you're either talk you're either talking about the raising the ones that raise electronically or hydraulically, or you're talking about the the SS bolt ones. Which one are we talking about? I saw some this morning. They are risers that are SS bolts. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, and those I, are stupid. <laughs> those are the dumbest things. And the original the reason it's an original idea is because it's freaking stupid. And they're going to be whoever that is is probably going to find me and send me a message, and I'll tell them to. They're, that's stupid. You know, that is, let me tell you something. I, I, I'll call it. It's right not now my flavor. That's for damn that sure. Big, it's that is a big wheel dude <laughs> that has built big wheels in the past. And he's looked at the performance side of things. Gosh, I wish said, I need to, I need those club dudes have SS, you know, bolts on their timing covers. And he was like, look what I can build. That's exactly what that is. I don't give a crap. And if anybody runs those, they're freaking stupid. I saw them this morning for the first, I don't even know what company makes them. And apparently I must be, I obviously remember. I I've obviously somebody I, it's probably somebody I know. Oh, I'm sure it is going to be real. There's probably going to be real mad that I said that. I want to say it's a, a, a a name that you're, that people are going to be familiar with. I follow them. So it came up in my feed. So I just don't remember because I was just scrolling and I came across them and I went, oh, you know what I've sucks? never seen that. And then what? Yeah, the reason you didn't <laughs> see it is because it's horrible. That's why <laughs> nobody ever did it before because they were like, that's stupid. I don't know they if you do, it, but it. I go to, I went you, to the comments. Somebody probably <laughs> in 1988 was like, you know, they're probably in a motorcycle club sitting around in 1988. They've had a couple beers and they said, dude, I'm going to make a riser. That's an SS bolt. I think and it might be these, it, Bobby. Uh, and they put it up. Uh, lucky they Speed Shop. They put it up shop. on their bike, and they were like, that's freaking stupid. We're I, never going to build those again. I think that's who made it. Lucky Speed Shop. Oh, man. I feel bad <laughs> because I said all that. But it, it is what it is, man. I, they're, they're horrible looking. And whoever... 
I'll say it right now. If you're on watching this and you decide to run those risers, you're an idiot. I was those uh, are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, now I'll, I'll even top. I'll even top that one. Somebody sent me. I think it might have been Dave Foss that sent it to me. Somebody sent me a video of a guys that were building risers uh, for Harley's that are hydraulic, that you can have the height difference on a switch. I have. Dude, somebody's gonna get. Somebody's gonna get killed with that. I, okay, fails. Bobby, hold on. Like, you ready? No way. That, you ready? So yeah, like you, you can have like a four inch riser. Oh yeah, that's it. Oh <laughs> man, that is so bad. That's horrible. That's exactly what I saw. And whoever said that, uh, those are oh lucky. Okay, so both uh, uh, James and my homeboy uh, uh, Anthony Paul Leonard, fucking guys, got three uh, three first names. Um, they all bo they both confirmed. I guess Lucky Speed, and I went to their website, and uh, yep, there it is, Lucky Speed. <laughs> yeah, they're one hundred percent gonna send me a DM. And it is shit. well, I will listen. <laughs> we can talk shit all we want, but. It's just it's not everybody's flavor. Now I did go I did scroll through it's not. Now here's 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 the flip side of it, Bobby. It's not it, this is why there's products out there and a shit ton of them because it's not my flavor, it's not your flavor, but I was Somebody's going to buy those. But I was roll, I was gonna buy I was yeah. rolling through yeah. the comments. I go, "Well, fuck, let me take a look at this thing. Let me just, you know, it, it first of all, the ride just caught my attention and there's like 40, 50 comments on this bitch. What are people saying about him? What, what, I know my reaction. What are other people saying about him? And the consensus yeah. for me when I was scrolling through them, obviously the people that are going to comment are going to be the ones that are going to be hyped up about him and they're going to, you know, fucking, but yeah, uh, those, they, there was a... People, I, I'll say it, I'll say it without, <laughs> without holding back. All those people are stupid. <laughs> There's nothing cool about those. Those are awful. Yeah, they're not the hydraulic. A, the hydraulic ones. Wait a minute. Explain this hydraulic one then. So what is the concept yeah, so with hydraulic a, it, instead risers? Of hydraulic risers. I don't know if it's electric. Uh, it might be electric. I can't remember if they're electric or hydraulic. One of the two. But there's a set of risers that actually you can change the height on while you're riding. So like you can have a four inch riser that and you can smart. change it to an eight or a nine inch riser and bring your hands up. Now the thought process behind that probably isn't a horrible thought process that you have a modular setup for different styles of writing, but there is no way that one of those doesn't fail and somebody a hundred percent eats shit. Yeah. There's no that's way, true. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that somebody's going to be riding at nine and have weight on that riser and it's going to slam down and they're going to eat shit. So it's is it happen. like, I've never seen them. Is it like a, um, uh, like a like a cantilever thing, like where they rise like this, or no, they no, literally no, no. push no, straight like up a like a cylinder. No, it's okay. like a double tube situation. <clears throat> Just so like it's a like hydraulic cylinder. Hydraulic, yeah, it spreads out. Wow, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> That's, it's, it's real bad. It doesn't sound. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want hydraulic fluid anywhere near. Uh, I, well, I uh, could be wrong about the hydraulic part. They might be electric. Okay, like actuator type. I'd have to go back. I'd have to go back. But the the, the point is, is oh, they look change at, size. Uh, my homeboy Junior confirmed exactly what you said. It's electric. Hey, hey, hey. I want to say that while Junior's chiming in. Bro, that dude right there built one of the baddest biker or baddest baggers on the planet. I have been that trying thing to. Is I've sick. been trying to get him to join me on a showcase for like a minute he's a good strong supporter obviously but and and i've told him from the jump i'm like dude that fuck and and that bike has grown and grown like he's like he fucking went in on that thing and yeah, I, dude, that thing i saw the pictures out there and start i sent him a message i, I think oh, yeah. i shared it if i'm not mistaken i sent him a message and dude that thing is it's the epitome of a performance bagger like he nailed it like, yeah that's what a performance bag and not only 
performance, like functionality, like he's got a lot of style in that thing, man. Oh that yeah, thing is super clean. Yep. Um, yeah, he killed it. Like, there's a few bikes out there, and I'm not the biggest bagger aficionado. I don't even own a bagger. You know, I don't know why I talk crap about him all the time. I don't even own one. But like, there's <laughs> That's a why few you of them do out there that I. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a few of them out there uh like steve otto from mts I've, I've talked about his bike before that to me is one of the baddest baggers on the planet the pro charge the blue one yes um, you got him you got race glide you know you got Mannion. uh i think adam before he wrecked his built one of the the baddest bikes on the planet um i think that thing was perfect um you know there's a few guys out there that i think do it really 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 well and junior's definitely junior i'm for real dude like it's definitely on that level it's bad yeah yeah um, and i've i've never even asked him like i don't know if he's put it together if he's had him and his buddies a shot i have no idea like really the background dude of, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna tell you something right now if he built that bike in his garage he should own a shop <laughs> well 100%. then then junior you got an audience homeboy i'm telling you i've been trying to get him on so junior bro come and join me dog. like get him get him on the show i'm trying if he doesn't want to talk if he doesn't want to talk about the bike, we'll just third party me in and I'll just talk about it and drool about it for 40 minutes and he can just stand there. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, and even James is saying uh, his bike, Junior's bike is is better in person than any pics you've ever seen and then you've seen. And dude, I'm, that's that's one of my that's one of my favorite comments when somebody says a bike is better in person than it is in the pictures on Instagram. I know that that's a well done like to me we've had a lot of compliments on my bike and I'm, I'm not big headed about it. Like it's a Dyna, it's still a pile of shit. But, uh, <laughs> to me, when somebody says that, like they've seen it at a show, whatever, and they comment and say, you know, that bike is better in person. Like the details in that bike are better in person. You can't see everything in a picture. That's my favorite compliment yep. about my bike. Yeah. So when somebody says that, I know for a fact that that's a legit bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? So junior, well done, <laughs> man. That thing's freaking killer yeah well done unbelievable man. well done so um so bobby let's get back into this i want to you know i kind of want to bring the conversation back into where we, we we started or dove into it a little bit where did kind of like uh i mean i guess what did i, I want to ask because i know people are interested bro what, just say what, it. what triggered what triggered correct what triggered the the uh what was it that triggered the Let's call it the meme marathon. Let's call it fucking the meme marathon. What okay. triggered it? All right. So so I'll give you I'll give you some information. So okay. not a lot of people know this. I do work uh, in a corporate job, I guess. I was made fun of for that during the meme the meme war yeah. there was. But corporate I do work corporate, in a corporate guy job. that got a you bike know, name I, Cocaine I own, Queen. I own a shop. I'm I'm a partner in the shop. I don't work in the shop twenty four seven. I pay my bills by other other means. In that job, I sit on a board of directors that helps with uh, funding for natural disasters and uh, a couple other things. There was some flooding that happened in Kentucky a couple weeks ago, some flash flooding and stuff. So there was some conference calls for the board of directors of this, uh, this uh, thing that I'm a part of to help uh, logistically take care of some supplies and stuff going down to Kentucky. Well, these conference calls were horribly, horribly boring. They were awful <laughs> and they lasted hours. And I had three days worth. So what kind of, I had had a discussion with somebody about the Instagram stuff that me and you kind of hit on earlier, like it just watering down the, yeah. the whole uh, vibe of owning a Harley and stuff. And I, I, I really, there's been a change, man, that I'm really sick of social media and I still post stuff. And like I said, when me and you were offline, we're all guilty of being addicted to this, this social media monster. Yeah. And part of me hates it. Part of me loves it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a real weird thing. 
and I'd had a discussion with somebody the weekend before about some, uh, it was kind of the culture of the big wheel guys. And then we had a discussion about some of the wheelie guys. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of stunt riders out there nowadays. I'm not, I'm, I'm real sick of looking at burnout videos and wheelie videos on Instagram. And everybody <laughs> is going to make a comment right now and say, I'm stupid, dude, it gets so boring. Like they do the same thing over and over and over again. And that's great. They're having a good time. And Jay, from uh, ride faster pussy i love that dude he's the homie but dude i'm real sick of wheelie videos and i'm real sick of burnout videos and donut videos it gets old after a while you know what i mean i like watching so them saw, keep posting them I, I, and that's fine man everybody keep posting them i'm, I'm probably just gonna scroll through because it's it's just getting bored like either jump something now jump Grand Canyon or something like take the level up that's what i'm saying like, okay well bobby let me let me let me interject for you real quick when you uh um when you're watching them, do you watch them from a, because I did get to that point. I hit a point like that with you or like what you're saying. I'm like, ah, oh, this is, it's a wheelie. It's a wheelie. It's a wheelie. It's a wheelie. Right. I did hit a point like that. Cause that's what Instagram tells me. I want to see, I want to see guys doing wheelies and burnouts and all that my shit. Whole right. Feed. Exactly. Yeah. Feed. That's what Instagram yeah. tells me. I want to, I want to fucking see. And so I, and I, I've, I've, I've tricked that motherfucker to tell me to look at other stuff now. I figured that shit out a little bit, but, um, so let me I guess. started, you started looking at Pornhub and now it's nothing but boobs. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's cool, man. Um, but I, what I did is I started looking at it a little bit different. And the reason is I, I had a, like, uh, Brennan Baptista and I had Kellen stunts over here with me on a podcast before and another one of their homies that was in town and they have this stunt lot over here in the lot and I haven't been in a minute, but. I start watching them now for the technical aspect of it. Like I can, like, a, like I can, like I, I won't that. necessarily watch because if you just watch it, like the wheels up off the ground and they're going down the freeway, and then they and then they just put it down. Yeah, that's a wheelie. It's a wheelie every fucking time. But sometimes they're like, you're like, holy fuck, like that dude's doing like like 40 50 on a freeway one-handed fucking like dragon like i totally yeah i totally I, get the 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 technical taking away from the talent from some of those dudes i'm not saying anything bad about that yeah i'm not talking crap about any of the dude i'll be the first one to say i'm not a wheelie dude i don't do wheelies i, I wish don't, i could you know they mean? look like, so cool and maybe and maybe that's what it is maybe like they can all say well f that guy he doesn't know what he's talking about he doesn't do wheelies that's great <laughs> i don't so I guess the technical aspect of it is, I mean, you can look at some guys and they're better than like sea bear. Sea bear is freaking amazing. I'm not yeah. taking anything talent wise from that guy. Junkyard Kenny dude's super talented. And he's so stupid that he will peg that thing to the freaking limiter and let it eat all day long. Like, and he's fun to be around. Kenny's a good dude, but to a certain extent, like I just get bored looking at. Stuff, <laughs> well, I know, you know I, mean? like, I know, and I know what you mean by so, that. So, so to so to so to continue on to the memes, what happened is <laughs> a couple of these wheelie guys who are local to me are posting videos a lot, and they're not Sea Bear, they're not Junkyard Kenny, they're garbage, you know, like they're absolutely they're absolutely garbage, <laughs> and and then a couple of them have wrecked, and they posted GoFundMe's. Oh, and like i'm not a huge to fan me, that's, of that bro no that's that's a no-go that's a no-go for me i i it's, so, it, to me it's like the equivalent of me when i blew up my fucking engine because i like to fucking pin that thing and have it in a high high rpms and i fucked it up right it'd be like me saying hey go fund me like can i get some money to go get my shit yeah, rebuilt that's, that's freaking there's no difference from that between that or like one of these freaking only fans girls saying hey buy me lingerie on on freaking social media you know what i'm saying like 
don't be a whore. Like, just, just do what you're doing. Like, get yeah. insurance like a freaking adult when yeah. you wreck your bike and fix your bike. That's what I was so, about to say. Yeah, you got to have... If you're going to do shit, you, you're, you need... Uh, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. You ever heard that song? Type? Exactly. You know, and exactly. you got to know the concept. Yep. So there was there was a conversation about that. There was a conversation about some of the, the bagger guys. So while I was sitting in these horribly boring conference calls, I decided to make a couple memes. I got the meme generator thing on my phone. I was kind of bored. So I made a couple and I threw them up there. So people started commenting. You know what I mean? And they were sending me DMs the whole time. And then I kind of made some more. And some of them were directed directly at me. You know what I mean? Like I was making a meme of myself, you know? And then I got into, uh, I got, I, I think I was kind of hardcore into a couple of shops. I was hardcore into some of the big wheel guys. I, I mean, I tagged Dude, Chase. I tagged proper. You had me. You had, you. you had me. Fuck. I, hey, I had to stop what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. I, I I didn't catch the meme marathon until I think day two. Like I was like I was I was I was late to the to the party. Somebody sent me something via a DM, and I'm like, what is that? I'm all this fucking bought me. They're like, they're like, hey, it's your homie, and I was like really that's fucking funny and then i went to your page and i was i all i saw was like a fucking like dash dotted line across the fucking top yeah, of yeah i kind of went and what was happening like i was making all these memes at the same time and i would just start posting them when i had a break you know what i mean i would take a minute and i'd post a few and i did i mean i kind of i got into pretty much the entire instagram harley culture like it, it was kind of it was almost like a social experiment 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 god i can't even talk a social experiment for me to say who is going to take this and laugh at it and who is going to take this personally and be a prick you know what i mean that was the social experiment is like who's gonna who's gonna like say oh that dude sucks and who's gonna say like that dude laughed at himself so he's pretty i think it's kind of cool you know what i mean like even if you didn't laugh at yourself i thought it was funny (laughs) bro like it, it is funny and like we all have to learn to have owning a Harley is about having fun. That's the that's the number one rule of owning a motorcycle. Dude, it's about having fun. I met a I and met, if you can't have fun and laugh at yourself and joke around, uh, you know what I mean? Like you're doing it wrong, bro. Like it's it, lighten up. Everybody's having a good time. Now I did get into the female influencer thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, I'm going to, that's, uh, it's tough for me to go out there and say, because I want to see, I want to see females ride. I'm going to, I want to see them ride. Uh, My wife, I would not want on a bike. I just know my wife. I would never want her on a bike, but I, I appreciate that, that women, female riders are out there. Uh, The way it's being gone about, I think there's a, there should be a different approach is like, so let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Let's let's say it. Just because you have a vagina <laughs> and you do the same thing that I do, that doesn't make you better or worse. You know, you want Agreed. equality, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and that's I'm not I'm not talking crap. I love women. I was raised by women. I am not I am not sexist in any way shape or form most people that know me know that I'm fairly moderate and I have some weird views on some other stuff and I'm a pretty accepting guy, man. Like, if you're gay, you're gay. That's great. I don't give a crap. Like, do you? Do you, Ray? If you want to be trans, dude, and wear a dress tomorrow, like, we're still gonna be homies. I don't care. You know, so I don't care that a female gets on a motorcycle. What I don't like is the fact that they say, "Well, the boys don't want me in the club." No, that's not what it is, man. Like, we just want you to be like 
normal. You don't have yeah. to get extra accolades because you have boobs on a motorcycle. Yeah. Like that's yeah. cool. High five. So, so I tell you, I tell you a good, I'll tell you a good example. So my, I, I talk about Adam a lot. My buddy, Adam road glide destroyer, his wife, Lauren rides a motorcycle. She's not a female influencer. She's just a chick that rides a motorcycle and she's rad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just do that. That's I, all you got to do. You know what I mean? And, and there's a, there was a few people that I kind of poke fun at uh, that I know personally. And, uh, and then at that point in time, it kind of like it snowballed really, really quick. Like there were some people <laughs> that, that took that. And I don't know if you caught that somebody created a, an anonymous page Oh my to gosh. talk crap about one of the female influencers and they got real personal i was like hey time out like i'm not doing anything per- i'm not talking about personal life so i'm not yeah you know i mean i'm just making a general observation call me seinfeld man this is observational humor only like i'm yeah. not i'm not gonna get personal about this stuff so i had to make a post to be like hey it was and it was horrible timing because i'd been talking crap about female influencers for like 24 hours <laughs> and then somebody makes this page just for female influencer memes that are really really mean and personal and like i had to make a i had to make a post it was like hey time out that page ain't me like i didn't do that this is really oh, bad shit. timing i didn't know that I that was down people, people yeah 100 percent people thought that was me and i even reached out to one of the female influencers that i know uh sassy pants i called her and was like hey just so we're on the same page like i'm poking fun but i did not create a page to, to yeah harass, like Number one, I don't have the time. To, I mean, I, that's funny for me to say I don't have the time to do that. And I made like 500 memes, but I didn't have the time to make a whole nother page to make memes. And that takes a lot of effort. And to be real honest, I'm 42 years old. I'm not the most computer literate person on the planet. Yeah, I'm surprised so I was able to get you I, here. Yeah, man. Like, I don't even know if I can make another Instagram page. I don't, I don't know how to do that. So I have one email address. I don't have two. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, but anyhow so i reached out to her i'm actually wearing her shirt tonight I, you know what i mean like i see I that uh, it's a cool shirt you know what i mean so, it's a nice uh, it's a nice spin on it i like it yeah man it's a cool shirt she did a good job uh, but i wasn't poking fun directly at her i was poking fun at the genre of female influencers and there's a lot of them who she doesn't do this so sassy can say 100 percent uh that she doesn't do this but there's, there's a lot of female influencers that specifically out west i notice you know it's you know the camera is pointed at their boobs while they're moto vlogging you know and they're they're wearing the shirts <laughs> low cut and yeah i'm a dude boobs are great but yeah you're not really you're not really a spokesman for the harley industry or you're not really a spokesman for the culture if the only reason you're getting an accolade right now is because you're on a 1200 sportster with your tits out yeah I, you know what i'm saying like i i'm, I'm that's kind of the thing i'm with you on that because in the sense i have i have Okay, let me let me put it in in uh, context. Hey, hey, time out. Ten seconds. Time oh, out. Ten ahead. seconds. It is eleven oh eight, and you have school tomorrow. Go to bed. Go. Love you. Good night. Sorry, I had to put my kid to bed. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. Um, it is. Love you. There's a. There's a. I I believe I feel that there's a a certain way to to go about that, right? And I say that in the in the terms that I have I have all girls. I'm a all I'm a girl dad, and I will love I would love my oldest. Probably not going to be uh, riding. She'll ride with me, but definitely n- probably not going to be one that's going to ride on a motorcycle. I got two sure. young ones, and I would love for them to ride next to dad someday. You know that's just that's dad. And if they want to go down that road, 
and be something of that or like really ride a bike and share that part of their life with social media or whatever people are following them as a dad I'm and I'm I, of course this is for my kids sake but I would I don't want to see my my kid kind of um present themselves about that way in their bike yes. I want I want my kid to go out like if my kid rides with me all the time and we're going to events and we're going here and we're going there we're taking trips we're doing that I want to see my daughter especially if it's my daughter obviously I want to see my daughter um you know, share her story and her passion and her and her adventure with these motorcycles that's, that's about normal. riding. And like, shit, that, that's you know? okay. That's normal. That's a normal way of looking at it. And and I know girls that ride. I know female influencers that are rad. Like they're really really cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, so maybe I went a little hard in the paint there. I don't know, man. I. You know what? Everyone you know, everyone kind of reaches the a breaking point. The gasoline was already there. <laughs> the gasoline was already there. I just lit the match, dude. Like. <laughs> Hey, burn that thing down. I've had my moments and that's I've had my moments of that where I'm like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And there's a reason that you made, a, you know, and, and the example of that is the meme that you made about like me and Jason shit. Right. Bro, I was vocal. I was vocal. I was freaking hilarious. But I was vocal about my shit about one point at one point about him, and I Absolutely. said what I needed to say, and it was like, hey, and I said what I said, and that that's just it, man. It's you can take it and run with it and be fucking really pissed off about it. How dare he, or who who does he think he is, or you can take it dude, for what it is. It's fucking dude, like you know, there is that meme. That meme. I literally called you crying like it was so it was so accurate because the entire Instagram community was looking at you and Jason like we're all like, yeah, fight, yeah, fight. And then you go on the podcast, you guys are super cool and everything's fine. You know what I mean? Like normal adults, which is what it should have been. You know what I mean? And that was a great podcast, man. You guys both spoke. I thought Jay spoke really, really well. I thought you spoke really, really well. Everybody made really good points. You don't have to agree on everything. Exactly. You know what I mean? And and everybody has a different vibe about stuff, and that's great. Uh, but it, up until that point, you know what I mean? was and when, funny, when the preview of you guys uh, having a podcast came out, like I got DMs and stuff from people that were like, bro, <laughs> they're doing a podcast. And it was like a preview of like WWF in 1989. It was like Macho Man and freaking Hulk Hogan were getting ready to, you know, do it in SummerSlam. And we were all like, yes, this is going to be awesome. Ray's going to slap the shit out of Jace. Oh, and we're all going to see it live on TV. And dude, it, it was normal. You that know what I mean? Fun. But everybody was excited about it. that meme was the most accurate meme I made. It was, uh, it was, it, I, I, uh, when you, when I opened up the, the message from you tagging me in it, um, luckily I was just like in a, in a dead moment where I was in my truck and I was by myself and I would like, Oh, let's see what's going on in the Instagram world. And I, Oh, oh Bobby sent me a message. What the hell did he, and I, I, it's been a while since like something has brought me to like full on like fat boy like <laughs> laugh like where I couldn't breathe and tears. I was I stopped and I mean it's it's rare that I will like stop and call the person and like dude what the like and I had to pause <laughs> in that moment and call you and go dude I, I had to show you my eyes. I'm like my eyes are it was fucking good. watering right now, man. I can't stop fucking laughing. <laughs> but most most people that I either tagged or talked about they took it in stride. I will say that like most people took it in stride. Uh, Jace was great about it. He laughed about stuff. Uh, Daniel was great about it. He laughed about stuff. You know what I mean? Most most everybody that I either tagged or, or didn't tag and looked at it, they they took it in stride and kind of laughed it off. Now, 
uh and like that's that's all we need to do you know what i mean like yeah and i had some people that made memes of me that i think maybe they thought i was gonna be mad (laughs) they were freaking hilarious i shared them you know what i mean like I, I thought they were freaking hilarious. It's funny how <laughs> so. that doing something like that, either you sharing them or going along or whatever it may be, be or poking at yourself that that uh, that mentality with it, it enrages people sometimes even further, doesn't it? It's funny yeah, how that works. I think, huh? I think so. I think I think they didn't get the reaction. You well, know, sometimes people don't get the reaction that they want. That's what they're looking like for. That. That's that's and that yeah. when that happens, that's and, what and I didn't for. post. I didn't post anything that I wanted that reaction from. Like I wanted uh, personally, I wanted people to see that, and if they thought of themselves, you know, they they said, um, "All right, that's probably true," and laughed it off. You know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't I wasn't posting for a reaction of of people being mad, but I think it's time that we all kind of just like check ourselves and say uh, the social media thing is kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, we can go ahead and post pictures and everything else. And, uh, but like this is, I know you're tired life. of looking at the reels, huh? You want to see if I can photos back Bro, on Instagram. Dude, don't don't start on that. <laughs> the video portion of Instagram is literally the freaking worst. I don't care what anybody says. When I started Instagram, uh, a few years ago, you know, it was all really cool pictures and yeah. people were taking really cool pictures of their bikes and their cars and, yep. Uh, all that stuff and and they were edited and you know they had cool backgrounds and everything that's what i want to when i go to instagram that's what i want to see dude i want to i want to scroll through my feed and see really cool pictures of motorcycles and hot rods and and crazy cars and and boobs and you know what i mean that's that's what i'm looking for so you know instagram changed into the whole real thing like basically we're we're now 42 years old scrolling through tiktok which is kind of stupid you know, I, I don't care about the reels. I think the reels are dumb. It yeah. all needs to go back to. And here's the thing: it won't. If Instagram wants to do. If Instagram wants to do reels and videos, I think there should be a way to to segregate the two. Like all stories could be reels, and all posts on your wall should be pictures. I wonder something like that. I don't know. Or maybe maybe just I don't know. Maybe like a, have a filter where you can just see post. Dude, if I could click any kind of button on Instagram and it take away every freaking video, I would click it right now. <laughs> like, I don't care about any of the videos. Like, show me pictures. That's all I care about. That's yeah. the reason I was on Instagram. That's it. I, you know, in the videos, some of them are okay. You know, All right, so we're going to go back to the wheelie, guys. It would save <laughs> me from having to look at 100 million people doing burnouts and donuts yeah he's like that's my entire feed dude like it's literally my entire feed i'll tell you what you need to start doing then you need to start tapping on other shit that you want to see because that's how you flip that dumb shit start tap start fucking double tapping on shit you're like i want to see that i want to see that shit and then instagram will fucking tell you honest let's be honest i normally watch the wheelie videos especially guys that are like stupid broke dicks that aren't sea bear i will watch those from beginning to the end because i'm waiting for somebody to eat shit like that's the, that's the reason that's the reason i keep seeing them on my feed that's why you can see them. like dude you're watching the whole reel yep. you must want to see this no exactly. dude i want to see that dude flip over a freaking guardrail and you know fall down a ravine i want to see that dude like bust Bust his face open when right. he face plants on the ground. That's what I want to see. I think on a simple note, honest, dog, my homeboy Paul, my, no, Paul, Paul Anthony, them Paul Anthony Leonard fucking wreck. says unfollow them. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> well, we'll follow the ones that wreck. Well, I guess it, I guess they're not posting those there, all the dude, time. Dude, and here's the th here's the thing. There's not many people that wreck. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like few and far between. Uh, but I mean, those are the best ones. You know, we're we're human. Let's all just be honest with one another. You know, it's like watching a train wreck or whatever. You're gonna watch, you know, the wheelie boy with the freaking mullet, you know, with his shirt <laughs> off when he falls off that sportster at 30 miles an hour with it at 12 o'clock we're all gonna watch it and go oh that was awesome let's watch it again i know you know what i mean That's, it a, just is what it is have That's you seen the video are. circulating there's the one that well at least it's circulating in my feed um where it's like two dudes mobbing down the street and they fucking like are wheeling or something oh, dude, I, just, just, I just watched that one earlier boom, just that was, bang into each that other one was awesome that one was so freaking awesome. Yeah, I watched that's, that one. That's watched reason, that one a few that's times. That's the reason my whole feed. That's the reason my whole feed is these stunt boys because I want to see that. That's what I want to see. Like, did you see the one where they were at? I think it was at Basami. Maybe they were doing like a show in the in the uh, the parking lot, and like they had like some dude lighting up gasoline or some or kerosene or gasoline or something on the ground. So you know how they light. Uh, oh, light that was Jason or whatever. And the dude gets completely smashed. Like there's a guy coming by at like 20 miles an hour doing a wheelie and just like just smashes the dude. Yeah, that was Jason. Now, that was I Jason pulling. I've been he's he's fucking been to, doing it for a long time. I don't want people to get hurt. Time. Yeah, I don't want people to get hurt. I'm not the guy that's like getting off on the fact that these dudes are getting hurt. But I do want to watch that video. Dude, we all want to see the crashes <laughs> and shit. Why do you think there's compilations of fucking? Remember? Oh, you can still pull them up on YouTube. All those uh, compilations of, of people crashing on the snake here in Mulholland. Oh, 100%. They, dude, 100%, you, dude. That's awesome. There was like a it's compilation. Awesome. There was like a when compilation that was put out like every wing, single like, month. It down, you know, slides down the hill. Like we're all laughing a little bit. Let's be honest <laughs> with one another. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you yeah. high side the gold wing and your old lady gets catapulted off into the grass, <laughs> that's a pretty good video. High side the gold wing. <laughs> so let me ask that, ma'am. Instagram is is what it is. It's part of our culture now. It's ingrained in us. We we are literally using media right now to dis, to have a discussion and then upload it later and so on and so on. So media is 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 in our culture. What I I know I know my motive or my 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 kind of vision, I guess, with my outlet of what I'm doing. Excuse me cuz now I'm smacking on beef jerky. But I um I want to use this to bring what we were talking about earlier. You know those dudes that you have working at your shop that have been that combined have 25, 30, 40, 50 years of experience and shit and that culture and that that kind of the way the lifestyle that they grew up in and around them and shit. I want to use this media culture as that. I want to fucking make sure that I I put out that message and that fucking heritage and that and that past. I'm not so interested to say, in the look. To, to the, say something to say something to that, and and I think maybe this is the Instagram influencer Harley influencer comments that I made in some of the memes. And I think me and you have talked about this maybe in the past. I think you have a responsibility if I you have this platform. I, I think I, you I, have a responsibility. And I'll say that to Jace. I'll say that to uh, Daniel. I'll say that to Andy at Performance Bagger, or my yeah. buddy Andy. You know, I'll say that to anybody that has a platform as a uh, so-called influencer or a platform on social media that your platform is utilized, you know, mostly for Harley culture or whatever. Yep. I feel like you have a responsibility to make sure that the history of 
specifically performance bikes, because that's, I mean, that's the culture that we're in, I guess. I think some of us need to make sure that that, that history and that knowledge is given to these guys that are coming in, you know, that bought a Dyna last week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or, or bought a road glide last week. Those guys need to know like, yes, Steve Chamberlain has a cool bike and yes, Steve Chamberlain is, is into the performance culture and yes, Steve Chamberlain rides on a track, and that's really, really rat. My 16-year-old's not asleep. Why are you not in bed? What are you doing? Mom told me to come in here and tell you not to go in the guest house. I'm not. Why would I go in the guest house? To use the bathroom with the door open because there's girls sleeping in there. I know they're staying here. Why would I go into the... Your mom's an idiot. She's worse than a female influencer. Anyhow, uh, so... I think you guys have a responsibility and somebody like Steve does too. When you have this platform, yes, you need to promote yourself. Yes. You need to promote, uh, whatever your sponsorships might be or whatever it might be. Yes. But you also have a responsibility to the young guys and to the people that are new to this culture to show them, uh, you know, where this, where this style of performance bike came from. And I'll be, Let me tell the story of my, can I tell the story of my performance bike introduction? Tell it. Is that cool? Tell it. Okay. So I can, dude, I can tell you, I was sitting in my living room, uh, Finley, my oldest six, he's 16 years old. Now he was a, he was a baby and I was watching A&E, I think, or AMC. They used to do the, um, the motorcycle club shows. Do you remember those on A&E or whatever? It was yeah, like the, the hell the, of angels and banditos yes, and like mom. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They exactly. do like a, like an so hour. Was, sp- yeah. Yeah. Watch, yeah. I was watching the, the hell's angels thing. And this is in, see, he's born in 06. So like, this is probably 07, 08, something like that, that I'm watching this show. And at the time I think I had, um, I might've had my sportster at that point in time, maybe. Anyhow, sit on the couch. I remember it like it was yesterday, dude. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching this show and this FXR pops up in a picture, you know what I mean, uh, on this show. And it is a fully T-bar, skinny FXR, performance FXR with a quarter fairing on it. And like, as soon as I saw the bike, I was like, holy crap, what's that? Like, I'd never, I had never seen a performance bike in 2007 or 2008, really, besides some club style bikes, you know what I mean? Maybe here or there. So I saw it and I paused the TV. I had the DV. Remember the old school DVR? Like I paused the TV and I rewound (laughs) it and I paused it and I'm looking at it. And I called my buddy, Brandon, my, my buddy, Brandon lived down the street from me and my wife. And I called my buddy, Brandon, me and him used to ride all the time together. And I was like, bro, you need to run over to the house real quick. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, there is this Harley on the TV that I've never, like, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. So he comes over <laughs> and uh, he, he comes in the house. First thing he says is like, dude, that's freaking rad. What is that? Like, and I'm like, that's an FXR, dude. Like, it's, that's a rowdy bike. Two and one Thunderheader, you okay. know, your classic, classic late 80s, early 90s. Hell's Angels West Coast style. Was it Frisco? Uh, was it like deraked Frisco style or just uh, no? Like uh, it, it? It was. It was a stock FXR rake. Okay. It was a full stock. Full stock FXR with taller suspension. Okay. Uh, obviously, the motor had some work done to it. It had a like you remember the old school Harley Sundowners or the yep. uh, you know it wasn't like a a, a big like uh, backrest seat, but like the smooth yeah uh, seat on it. Uh, and it had a quarter fairing, uh, which was new to me. I'd never seen a quarter fairing on a bike before besides the small fairings on the wide glide threes or whatever the first CVO bikes, um, mid controls, 
you know what I mean? Like five spoke, uh, basic five spoke mag wheels. Dope. Um, you know, so it, and it was your, it was your normal West coast, uh, club style performance bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but here, here in Ohio, nobody built that bike. Everybody out here rode soft tails. Everybody out here, you know, uh, you had freaking road Kings with ape hangers and everything. Cholo style bikes were kind of popular back then, you know, so that was my introduction to performance. So then I started getting into hot bike magazine and I saw, you know, a couple Dinas and a couple other FXR builds and stuff. And I was like, from that point on, I was like, I'm going to build this style of bike at some point in time. Uh, and I went out and bought uh, a Dyna and, uh, then later on, I think was, you know, Sons of Anarchy was on, and I don't give a shit what anybody says. You all fucking watch Sons of Anarchy. I watched. Everybody it. watched it. I tried watching Mayans for a little and, bit, and, and we, I just stopped. Do what? I tried. I was watching Mayans for a little bit, and I just stopped. I just like just. I'll watch yeah, it again. Like it. Yeah, I don't like it, but we all watch <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. I don't give a crap what anybody says. They can be the tough guy and say bullshit. I didn't watch it. I watched bullshit. it. Bullshit. You said Tuesday Tuesday night at nine p.m. You sat and watched Jacks. And I don't care what you say about it. That's exactly what you did. Oh, we had the DVRs back like, then. I just recorded that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. But we're all into Harleys. We're all into Harleys, and that's a show about motorcycles. We're all going to watch it. Fuck you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's good or bad or whatever. Now, I'll give my opinion. It's a great fucking show. <laughs> it's a killer <laughs> show, man. I don't care what anybody says. It's a good show. So, that, the, so then the club-style bikes are on Sons of Anarchy, right? At this point in time, I have the Dyna. I put a quarter fairing on the Dyna. My Dyna was black. Uh, I had T-bars on the Dyna. Uh, and then I went out and bought a set of the Magnum uh, mag wheels from Harley-Davidson, which are the same wheels that were on the Jack's bike uh, <laughs> later on. You know, put a two and a one on it, and it, it looked... And, and, and you were I Jack mean, Stella. The, you were fucking mobbing. You were fucking Jack. Bro, did you have you. the uh, air? Seller. Did you have the Air Force Ones? Are you wearing the fucking white? No, 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 no. I've always been a Vans guy. Like, okay, that's not anything new. So I've always been a Vans guy. Uh, maybe Converse, but uh, <laughs> but the bike. I mean that that's the style of bike that I built. Now it wasn't because Sons of Anarchy was on TV. It was because five years prior to that or whatever, I was watching A and E and the freaking FXR, the red FXR popped up, dude. Yeah. So uh, and we can all talk crap, but that's kind of what a lot of us did. You know what I mean? They saw those style of bikes and that's where a lot of guys got the ideas to do what they were doing, especially out here in Ohio. I don't give a crap what anybody says. If they bought a, if they built a club style bike past 2014 or 15, they watch fucking sons of anarchy. Like it just is what it is. Just call it what it is. They might, so, some of them might even be building it because they just watched sons of anarchy recently. Yeah, dude, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not talking crap about that. You're building a cool bike. It, it, you know, those club style bikes are cool. It just is what it is. Then the, the, the growth of that though, is you build a club style bike and then you, you lean into the performance of the club style bike a little bit harder. And that's when you get something like this, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, it develops into stages, but I think we have a responsibility to say to these young guys, when we have a platform like you have, like that dude that was on that A and E show in 1988, build an FXR with a set of T bars and a quarter fairing and a thunderheader two into one and a, and a raised uh, suspension. Yep. And it was a purpose built bike. You know what I mean? There was a reason that they built that bike that way. Yeah. Uh, and that's where this came from. Whether we all want to admit it or not, those dudes on the West coast, San Francisco, all the way up through the Northern California area, all the way up through Washington and everything else. Those dudes built 
what was the blueprint yeah. of a performance style bike. Yeah. Now, there's some guys on the East Coast too, you know, New York and stuff. There were some guys over there that were doing the kind of very similar thing and they were building nimble performance bikes for the style of riding they were doing for the purpose of what they were doing it for, you know, and we all need to make sure these young guys know that that's the history of this style of bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you look at an FXRT bike or if you look at a quarter fairing bike or a T-Sport bike, you need to realize like, the club dudes built performance West Coast style bikes way before Jack Seller did. Yeah. And way before you did in 2016. Yep. You know what I mean? And just and just know that. That's all. You know what I mean? Now, Jace, I think, has a really good um, I think he has a good outlook on what he's building now or the, the subculture that they're in. I think he went over it in your podcast with him. It, it, they call it more performance touring, which I think performance touring is kind of a cool name. Yeah. for what their subculture is doing. Like they're building bikes that are designed to ride coast to coast or designed to ride thousands and thousands of miles. You're not going to build a monster performance bike to do that. You're going to build a dependable bike to do that. Exactly. You know I mean? And that's, I think there, you can do, I, that's a, I, I, I uh, saying I have a problem with it is the wrong way to say it because you can do that on any fucking bike. You, you can. it's really de- uh, like, and, 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 it, wait a minute. I'll give, I'll even give credit, even more credit to Jace. Jace did that on a big wheel bagger. Oh, yeah. Like, he wasn't one of those dudes that trailered his bike. Like, he rode that big wheel bagger thousands of miles to Sturgis or wherever he rode it. You know what I mean? So, oh, the guy like, there's credit to be given there. Take Going back a little bit to what you were saying with the responsibility portion of it. Um, in, I, 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 think of it, I think of it in my terms where another part of the responsibility, like, what, I've, what I find more... Uh, of a need for me to pass on is I'm going to give you an example and I thought and because he's maybe watching still he might not be but Paul Leonard Anthony fucking you know um, he needs a pair of shocks right he needs he got a, he got a bike and he needs a pair of shocks and I have an extra pair of fucking shocks that actually were on a buddy's bike of mine that he's not even here the bike the shocks are just sitting on his bike and I went I was like dog I have an extra set but you, you need them yeah fuck yeah it would help me out I appreciate that I, I went and stole my shocks back from my buddy, put, and his bike is just sitting in storage. Like, I'm like, fuck, hold on. Right. I took my jack over to my fuck. I took my jack and my tools and all that shit. My buddy, where he's storing the bike, his friend left the bike out in the fucking driveway. I literally mobbed up in front of the house, pulled my jack out, <laughs> stole, stole, stole the my fu- shocks. And I left. stole the damn shocks right off of the, <laughs> off the, off the, off the bike in the driveway. People are like driving and walking by, looking at me a little funny because the garage isn't open. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they were looking at me that a little dude, ran- That dude definitely. Definitely stole parts off that bike. Oh yeah, they, I'm sure they thought yeah. that. But his neighbor definitely, his neighbor definitely <laughs> knocked on his door and was like, "Hey, dude, there was some sketchy guy with a beard oh, yeah. here earlier, and I think he stole stuff off your bike." Definitely, 100. percent But that, but that's what this whole culture is is about. Like, I have friends that we were riding together in 2014, 2015, and I, I have built. So this bike right here, I have built like five different times. Like this is like the fifth, yeah. inter, you know, iteration of this bike. Um, and everything I ever bought for that bike, once I took it off, I 90% of the time never sold it. I would give it to a buddy to run on his bike. I'd give it to yep. a friend to run on his bike. Uh, our buddy Dallas that helps us at the shop a lot. He went to uh, Daytona with us. I decided to make a switch on the clutch, uh, on this bike last year before we went to Daytona. I, I changed it from a, from a Scorpion to a bandit sportsman. Um, and when I took the Scorpion out, he hit me up and he was like, Hey man, what are you going to do with that clutch? Like how much are you going to ask for it? 
I was like, just throw it in your bike, dude. And he was like, really? And I was yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Throw it, throw it in your bike, man. And, and, and it finished his bike. Like he needed a clutch in order to put the bike together and for us to go to Daytona together. You and know what I mean? And that, like, that's, that's part what of this the, is all about, man. That, that's, that's this yes. whole culture was that way for a long, long time. That's and, the and responsibility. Part of the reason, a lot Bobby. of guys, a lot of guys follow me. A lot of people follow me on Instagram and they get confused because they think I'm like pigeonholed into this Harley thing. And I'm not, man, like I'm, I'm a big car guy. Like and, yeah. and oh, the I hot rod culture, the call car culture to me has not been watered down. The the Instagram culture has not been watered down when it comes to the car culture guys. Like my uh, the guys that I know that are in this hot rod culture or custom car culture, they're that guy, man. Like I, I had I I'll tell you a funny story. So this car right here, see that red wheel? Yep. Right Gangster. there. You're yep. not supposed to see that wheel. Uh, <laughs> there's supposed to be a skirt on that car. And yesterday I, I left the shop and I pulled into the gas station and the skirt came off uh, and skidded down the road and scratched the crap out of it. Right. And I was pissed, man. I threw it in the car. I was all mad. <laughs> I just finished. We just finished this car last weekend oh. and I'm doing shake. I'm doing shakedown stuff on him. That's normal occurrence. Like, something, right. you know, something like that's going to happen. Shakedown stuff. But uh, my buddy, you know, I, I told him what was going on. He, he helped build this car. I mean, he almost built the whole thing. Uh, I told him what was going on. He was at my house this morning at 7.30 before work, picked up that skirt, and I got a message just a little bit ago, that thing's already painted. It'll be here tomorrow to put back on this car. Fuckin' You know, that's that's the culture that I was raised in with cars. Uh, my grandpa raced dirt track. Uh, so, like, that whole subculture there at the dirt tracks, man, that people were stealing motors. You know, go, go get a motor out of my trailer and put it in your car so you can race tonight. You know and I mean, I, that, I, that's the kind of thing that these new cats need to kind of like learn is that you have yep. to gift. You don't have to give parts away. You don't have to give money away, but you need to give your knowledge away. Yeah. Uh, that should be free. You know what I mean? Your knowledge should be kind of free. Now you can't, as a shop owner, you can't tell everybody like how to do everything at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't tell you like, uh, you know, Mickey and, and Sleazy can't tell you everything they know for their 50 years of combined experience. Right, of you course. Know, but, but if if their buddy said, hey, uh, you know, I, I got a problem, you know, with this chain back here. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the, with the chain on the bike. They should tell them either how to tighten or loosen the chain or how to adjust the chain or how, how to clean the chain or whatever, because it might be somebody that doesn't know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, or I might have a car problem. They should help them a little bit with a car problem. You know what I mean? It shouldn't always be like, take it to the shop, bring it to the shop, and we'll, we'll take care of it for you. We need to pass some knowledge down. Well, I think that's the responsibility part that, that it is. you and I yeah. are talking about that. We, fuck, I don't want to say influencer. I, that's the, that's the, that's the, hey, I, let me, hey, let me Ray, say. Ray, huh? Ray, what? You're an, in, you're an influencer. No, get the fuck out of here. I, what I, okay. I, that's the part. Let me let me put it this way. That's the part. Uh, that's the torch that I want to pass. You, that's the and, and I'm just going to use Absolutely. this media outlet to do that. And like like he's a he's an example. It's stupid thing like the shocks. Okay, homeboy needs a set of shocks so he can get his fucking bike up and running and moving. I got a set. I got you. Whenever you get whenever you get what you need to get, throw them back at me so I can throw them on a different bike. Yeah, absolutely. You know, another so homeboy, to another dude to use down yeah, the road. And my yeah, homeboy, absolutely. My homeboy Manny. He was on Manny Ray Grease. If you fucking, he was on the showcase with me, man. Fucking one he's, of the. He's I a love, cool dude. I talked to him on. I talked to him in the DMs all the time he's Look, a cool dude that fucking that fucking bike of his is just 
clean, man. That thing is fucking. Oh, absolutely. It is fucking yeah, yeah. magnificent. The Even the Sportster is rad too. And then he flies freaking helicopters. Like that dude's rad in yeah, general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he sent me a TS a, a TSM module for a bike for a buddy's bike of mine that we were fucking having issues with some turn signals and stuff. And he's like, here, man. He's like, I got one. I put something out there for in the Instagram world. Like, hey, does anybody have this or a plug on one or know any? And dude hit me up. He's like, hey. I got one. If it works for you, keep it. If it doesn't, shoot it back to me so I can use it for sure. for another fucking build. And, th and it worked. And that's the that's the that's culture the things, that I want to make sure people the, get past. That's on. the part of the culture that I think sometimes when you're you're just scrolling social media or whatever, that's the subculture that you don't really get. And uh, not you know, like only I said, that Instagram, you don't get, Instagram's, but I think that people. Uh, not only that you don't get, but that people also don't even pay attention to or bring it into it they do but i'll be honest with you i guess what i'd rather see on my not on my feed but i what i'd rather hear more about and see more about is that i don't want to fucking think that you're competing with the next guy to have the best fucking parts and shit i want to see that you gave I mean, those there, fucking there parts is that you're always going to help your dudes but let's be real honest i'll call a spade a spade if you're got if you got like five homies and you guys ride together right you want your bike to be the fastest. Yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> I had, uh, I had my homeboys over here. They're down the, down the way in Santa Paula and they call themselves the one up crew for that exact reason. Oh, I because saw, I saw those guys. Yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of the thing. <laughs> that's and, the thing. And, yep. and that's, that's healthy, dude. It's one thing to do it in a non-healthy way, but there, there's healthy competition when it comes yeah. to that stuff. And that's the camaraderie that you kind of feel, you know what yep. I mean? With the group of people that you ride with and no, it shouldn't be a competition when it comes to like, um, money or or stuff like that but or likes on slight, instagram the slight yeah man but the slight competition between you and your five dudes that you ride with on a normal occasion on a normal basis like there's no way you're not going to the shop going hey listen when i'm done with this bike it better be faster than all the other guys <laughs> that i'm riding with like that's what we all do yep. i don't give a crap what anybody says let's call it what it is that's we true. all want to be the fastest guy we all want to be you don't have the nicest bike and that's healthy competition this bike wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people like uh, uh adam that's I, I mention adam all the time roguelite destroyer man like yeah. he built awesome by andy you know what i mean he built an awesome bike like we all wanted to build awesome bikes together dude how's andy doing is, i haven't there, talked to have you talked to him recently bro bro all right so i talked to andy i know he's fucking let's slammed. be clear. So let's 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 clarify who andy is andy agasian is performance baggers yes and I've seen his account was, active a little bit as of late. Very, yeah. very little, but active. So so what people might not know on a personal level for Andy is he is a truck driver. I, uh, that's what he does does for a living. Yeah, he shared and that with me when he, he was got, He got a contract out on the West Coast. He's out there in California right now. Oh, shit. I need to hit him up then. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, hit him up. He's out there all the time. So he got a contract out there, and he's driving all the freaking time. He's driving like six days a week, and you can't really like instagram and drive a semi truck at the same time that's a bad combo i don't yeah. think you're allowed to do it i yeah. think it's probably bad <laughs> so he doesn't do it a lot <laughs> so that's kind of the reason he's been uh under the radar a little bit he 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 is slightly more active in the past couple of weeks on performance baggers and i i mean i i freaking uh i tagged him in a meme about you know reese post pages like <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't give a crap it is what it is all they all they do is you know steal your picture and repost it for their own clout uh, a, that's, i mean that's what it is i get frustrated with that man you know why because i put 
I put energy and effort into all this, you know, and I get it. Let's, but let's, let's be honest. Uh, a repost page on Instagram is very similar to saying you went to Google and Googled images of a performance bagger or images of a West coast style. That's a good uh, way to put club it. Club style Dinah. You yeah. Know I mean, if, if you're wanting to look at images, it's a real good way to go to a page and say, okay, there's, 10,000 posts on this page yeah. and you can look at 10,000 different bikes. So, I mean, it, it, it does a good service. I think it does you know a good I mean? service think, for the search. For it doesn't it. do a good service in terms of, because the, the pro here, this is where I have a, I have a couple of problems oh, with them. We're going to talk crap. I like it. Okay. Where's this going? I have two problems. Right. I have two problems with them. First one, one, you're just reusing other people's stuff. That's, that's literally what you are. You are, stealing is not the word but you are using other people's stuff in return though those people want you to post their stuff right oh, they absolutely do that's let's what they're looking let's for. be honest with everybody and so that's why everybody in in the, the holy subculture on yep. instagram wants their bike to be reposted by a page that if they don't they're lying that's the number two reason is one you're just simply grabbing other people's stuff how much work can that really take it's it's equivalent to me of fucking hitting the the add story button to my to my story page when someone tagged me like all i do is press a button break kind of and share right. the same shit right but right. what Absolutely. I, the, I, the, the bigger problem I, I, that I have with them is simply that they they feed that energy of oh, oh shit they absolutely do and then absolutely. that's where it turns into a lot of what we're fucking hashing not hashing out what we're just discussing and what we're talking about it turns into that energy so for for those two main reasons one because i know i put how much energy and work and everything i put into this and how much it takes to put uh, original content out there not just fucking reposting someone else's shit matter of fact to be honest with you i love when I, all i have to do is repost someone's shit because it's easy for oh, me it makes Someone, your life it yeah, makes your life yeah, a thousand times I, easier exactly Absolutely. but there there is time there is time that goes into a repost i mean andy can tell you I've watched him, man. Like he's answering DMs all the time. He's he's talking to people constantly, trying to stay connected. Um, you know, it does take time and it does take effort. I'm not taking that away. Uh, and, but what you're saying is 100% factual. That it does feed into this whole problem that I'm I'm currently going through my social media breakdown. I guess at 42 years old, like I've just had <laughs> enough, man. And yeah. and it does feed into that whole energy that I'm talking about. Like this, yeah. there's competitive energy. There's acceptance like this need for an incessant yep. freaking attention and and this freaking bug uh this need for incessant attention and and likes and yep. you know and there's some people that use social media well like they have friends on social media and i talk to a lot of people uh in the dms and stuff all the time that i feel like if we lived near near one another like i'd be friends with this person you know what i mean like we have like minds we we talk and, and on on private messenger and stuff and so that's a good side of social media i think you get yeah. connections with people and and when i go to daytona or if i go to sturgis or if i go to laconia or whatever i'll meet these people in person that that's pretty cool like there's nothing wrong with that but this incessant need of attention um dude it just gets old yeah. really really fast that, but but when i say that out loud like i said earlier like we all have that 
Now we might not have it as bad as some other people do that are, you know, posting every 15 minutes and everything else. Yeah. But we all, ha- we all have this, this need for, uh, uh, likes and this, these need for repost and these need, this need. And, and, and it is semi addictive, man. When I put, when I post a picture of my bike, does it feel good when somebody likes it or somebody comments or somebody shares it? Yeah, dude, that, you know, you get does. credit for something that you've done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, that does feel good. And I can understand it's almost like chasing a high, you know what I mean? It's almost like that feels good. I'm going to do it again and I'm going to do it again and I'm going to do it again. So that's the stuff, man, that really kind of, I guess it just kind of drives me nuts because I don't want to be the person that I'm talking about right now, but I feel like I probably am as well. <laughs> you know, we're all in the same boat. Well, you know it's, what I mean? it's just a double-edged sword. Like you said, man, it's a, it's interesting take. You said that it's a, like a Google search for the Instagram world of a specific thing, whether that's fucking right. uh, performance baggers or Viklas or fucking yeah, whatever. You're going to find that repost page and you're exactly. going to be able to go I've, through content and look at pictures. I've never, I've never, I guess, thought of it in those terms, you know, and that's a really good way to put it. So I guess it's a, it's a good starting point. And I guess the hope is that um, maybe they find an outlet and fuck, I'm going to say it like myself, where it's teaching you and diving into more, uh, you know, culture, Harley based related like niches. So and here's specifics so and here's what you here's I guess here's the, the takeaway. If you stay, could maybe if be you, a good side, if you just stay in repost pages, then you become the people that were fucking both kind of talking about but let's let's look at it let's look at it from a different perspective maybe you're a guy that just bought a road glide and you like the performance style bike of you know the the performance style build and you go to proper baggers or you end up looking at performance baggers that are repost pages uh on instagram and you're looking at content you're looking at pictures and you're going i like that i like that 90 percent of the time they tag the owner or the builder of that bike yeah in the repost. So there is a chance a guy who just bought a roguelide that wants to do this particular style build finds one that he really likes and he wants to ask a question. He doesn't have to ask the repost page. He can click, you know, the builder or the owner and actually get connected with that person um, instantly. Yeah. And so that, I mean, to, in that context, that's actually a good thing. You know what I mean? And, and I say that out loud because I've done that. Like yeah. I've been to a repost page and I saw like they posted a, a really cool Dyna, you know what I mean? And I looked at it and I was like, dude, that's freaking rad. Well, then I click the owner and then yeah. I follow the owner and then I've talked to the owner in private messages and that all birthed from that repost page that I was following. Well, that's the, you that, know, so that's the point of it is to be able, just like I'm doing here in a very similar fashion when I do a showcase with somebody on Sunday, it's to be able to feature that person, that bike, their, their riding oh, background exactly, and dude. all that I, stuff. I'm going to say this. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a compliment. I don't know if people compliment you enough. I think that showcase Sunday is one of my favorite things to watch um, because I think it's the most pure version of what it is we all like to do. Fucking everybody it. likes to everybody likes to show off their bike. <laughs> everybody likes to talk about that. There's no way that you don't ride your bike to bike night or the local fucking bar yep. or the local bike show or whatever. And you have somebody walk up and go, dude, that's awesome. And you talk to him about it. You get off on that. Everybody fucking loves that. Everybody <laughs> loves to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's awesome, dude. You because know what? they appreciate something you've done. It's funny. I, so uh, I think I think that's a pure form. The showcase uh, on Sundays 
is a pure form of that where we all get to have that same discussion with one particular person. Now, there's some builders that have been on the showcase. It's not my bag. It's not my style of bike. And yeah, that's just my that's just my personal preference. But then there's other guys like Manny. Uh, I did not follow Manny before he was on your showcase. Oh, no. OK. Now I, now I talk, to you, dude. You know what I mean? And like that bike is freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and I got to sit for an hour and go over everything on like like we were in the parking lot at the Harley Davidson dealership on a Saturday afternoon. We ran into each other and I was like, dude, that's awesome. And he sat there and talked to me about it for an hour. That's dope. You know what I mean? Like I got to sit there and listen to that, you know, and, and then I've had friends on and I've had people I know on and stuff. And I, I think that's a good time, man. I think it I think it's a really cool like podcasts are cool to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, and and Jace, I'll give credit where credit's due. Jace has a good podcast. He has a good setup. He has a good studio. He had, he puts out really, really good content. It's clean. Um, it's easy to listen to in the car and stuff like that. But I haven't listened to every podcast he's ever had because I'm not interested in every guest he has. And that's okay. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But I think there needs to be something said about the fact that Jay sits down with the people and has a discussion with them. You sit down with the people and you physically get to see the motorcycle and go around um, the bike in the garage. Yeah. You know, not, not only are you having a discussion about the person and about the bike, you're seeing the bike at the same, at the same time. Yeah. Now that means that some of these people that are going to be coming up on the showcase, I will give them good advice. Clean your camera on your phone. <laughs> make sure you wipe it off. Uh, make sure I'm your wi is good. To my ask me how I know that. You know what I mean? Make sure your wifi is firing real good <laughs> and make sure you either have a set of headphones or a microphone or something so we can all hear what you're freaking saying. That's There's <laughs> rules to this shit. Get it right. Well, I appreciate that, dog. It's uh that is it's you you started off that about like um there's not one dude that doesn't like to go to a bike night or a show or wherever and show off their bike. When hey, you go to you Neptune, all these shit, tough like, all these tough guys on all these tough guys on Instagram you know, like I built this bike uh, for me. I, this is this is my bike. I built this bike for me. I've been riding for forty years. Every time he goes to bike night on Friday night, and some old dude walks up and is like, "Oh, dude, that's sharp." Every he gets time, a little chubby. Every gets a chubby time. every little time, man. Every that's, time. That's, that's, that's natural. Every time. You know, I, I go I watch love, the go watch the starting video of this thing. I oh. love getting on my motorcycle and going to the gas station, and somebody go. Dude, that's awesome. If that's all they say, dude, I love that crap. Everybody <laughs> loves that crap. Everybody loves getting and that compliment. And that's the reason we're all fucking addicted to Instagram, and we all want those goddamn likes and comments. It's all the same shit. Very true. Very fucking we're true, human. Man. We're humans, and we all suck. Yeah. That's what we need. And I think I said that in one of the memes. It was like, we all just need to realize that we all really do suck. You know, there's parts <laughs> of us that suck. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not perfect. We all suck. We're all needy. We all want something, yep. you know what I mean? We're all freaking selfish in some way, shape, or form. We're all we all suck yeah. in some way, shape, or form, and we all just need to admit to it and move on. And we'll have a better. We'll have a, just walk through life having fun. Don't walk through life with a stick up your ass or anything like that. Walk through life, absolutely, man. Walk through life having fun. So. Absolutely, that's that's the way I like to look at stuff. I like having fun about stuff, man. And you know, you get these guys. Uh, they call. I have people that call me fair weather rider. I love that one. Right. Like you don't ride in the rain. You don't ride in the snow. You're not a real Harley guy. Okay. Well, that's I, cool, man. If like, I had a I choice to saying, not wear, like, I don't I, it purposely go out and ride in the fucking rain. Nobody fucking does. Nobody. Nobody. Well, you're in California, Ray. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what it's like. So 
<laughs> I will say this though. That like very when true. I was 18, 19 years old riding a motorcycle, I would ride any waking freaking minute at any temperature, at any weather, because I wanted to ride so badly. Yeah. As I matured and I got older, I said, I want to ride when it's fun to ride. <laughs> and to me, it's only fun if I'm not wet and I'm not cold uh, and I don't think I'm going to die at any point in time. That's when it's the most fun to me. So, yes, you can say that you're a fair weather rider. You won't get out if the weather channel says there's a 70 percent chance of rain. Yeah, bro. I don't want to get wet. I mean, it just is what it is. Hey, bro, I don't want to clean this bike. After it gets in the rainstorm, oh, it sucks. I don't want to. It's the worst. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's so the worst. I've always, I've always been the guy that says, enjoy what you have the way you want to enjoy it. Like if you want to build a bike and put it on a stand in your living room and just take pictures of it and clean it, bro, that's awesome. Good for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> do do that. Like do what makes you happy when it comes to that stuff. I used to go to uh, um, people's houses for the uh, cable company and do like uh, residential calls. Uh, and anyways, I went to uh, Hidden Hills, which is a very, out here, it's in Calabasas, where Kim Kardashian and these people. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 actually, yeah, yeah. So it's That's a very- rich people. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, I worked a very high-end, I met celebrities and all kinds of shit. It was actually, uh, uh, got tipped very well when I ran into these people or go to these places. Actually, pretty cool kind of experience but anyways uh there was one of these houses that was in there and it was late at night and i i was i, I pulled up to the house and i drove up in the front and i'm looking through like the, the their house sits back from their like fucking giant mansion fence and shit sure and i'm looking through the looking at the front door and i'm like is that what i think it is it was a fucking it was a chick sportster chick sportster just it and when i say the chicks it was the wife's fucking sportster i mean like you walk into the front door and it was right there. And the reason I get right in the foyer, I mean, right fucking there. And at first I thought, well, that's fucking kind of cool. And then you can tell it was just like a straight up, just like kind of show piece or I don't know what it was like. That's cool, man. Right. Like, fucking that's there. fine. Like that's but how you enjoy your Harley. The, enjoy your Harley. We got to realize here's the thing we got to realize though. Like most people that have that bike have another bike in their garage that, that they actually ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? 90% of the time, if you have a guy that builds a show bike that he puts in his living room, he's got a, a freaking shovel head that leaks oil everywhere in his garage that he rides <laughs> 5,000 miles a month on. You know what I mean? Most of the time, those guys are the same. They're the same person. That's the truth. So that's the fucking truth, man. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry, Bobby. My bad. That was impressive. The mic picked that up real well. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, hey man um i know it's getting late over there i'm gonna go hang out with my wife for a little bit dude it was uh very damn good catching up with you and uh getting diving into this a little bit more like, remember guys yeah, we're man, not we're not spokespersons or anything there's more left shit. on the table we can all sit and talk about this for hours you know oh, what of I mean? course. Like, uh and i'll i'll be more than happy like i would love to have this podcast with like two or three other people that maybe are influencers so we can kind of like hash it out Give me that like who? Just let me. Uh, let me. Can you throw them out there? Uh, or we'll talk know, offline. I don't know. No, man. You. I mean, I'd love to have a discussion with Daniel. I think Daniel's a rad dude. Honestly, I think. I think. I think there is a. Uh, well, a chance. I don't know if I told you or I think, not. I may have. I don't know if I told you. Maybe I did. I reached out to him, and I, I, I gave him. I didn't I give him the you opportunity. Sent me, you sent me the messages. I oh, I reached I, out to him and, and gave him the and offered and offered it up. I know. I, know. I, I it mean, wasn't interested. Maybe, 
maybe it was maybe it was the uh, it was too little too late kind of thing. <laughs> oh my god, whatever, dude. Own ownership, bro. Like you you talk shit for a while. I'll put the monkey meme right back out there. Don't don't make me. Like, oh. I'll do it in a heartbeat. I know. Send it to me again. Okay? <laughs> send it to me just so when it, send it to me because I didn't screenshot or anything like that. But send it to me so, so that every once in a while I, I can repost that, it. I think that would be a cool conversation <laughs> because I think Daniel is actually a really cool person. I think he's an interesting person, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think have you he talked be to him cool. personally? I, I have talked to him only in DMs personally. Now okay. I have friends of mine that have met him in person and say that he's great and that he's a real he's a real super nice guy and stuff. So I, that's always good to hear. When well, so am I in person? Know. Shit. I don't know. I don't know, man. You seem like you seem like a dick. I, I mean, I definitely can be a dick. There's no doubt about that. Nah, I'm, I'm joking. I just, uh, I think somebody like that, or somebody like uh, anybody that considers themselves an. In, here's the invite. Anybody that considers themselves an influencer that would love to sit down and kind of like hash it out a little bit, yeah. dude. I am a hundred percent in. I would love. I would love to have a discussion with somebody that feels like they're an influencer. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't even like to use the word. I hate using like, that I fucking wanna, word. I want to have, yeah, man. I want to have a conversation with somebody that considers themselves an influence or calls themselves an influencer. You know what I mean? Like if they say I'm a Harley influencer, like I want to have a discussion with that person because I want to know what they're influencing. Yeah, that's a good. That's a and it's open. I've always said it before, and I'll say it again. It's an open platform here. It's open mic. It's open yeah, discussion. Man, open, like open invite. That yeah. would be awesome. Like I would love to get somebody. I would, dude. I'd love to have. A, I'd love to have a female influencer, like come in here and just basically ream me out for twenty minutes and make me feel like a shithead. That I have would be great. I have. Like, a, I, I have that a, would be a cool podcast. Kind of like a dominatrix, have, then, like a dominatrix kind of thing. I'll have to fucking apologize, <laughs> and I'll have to like put some kind of like Me Too movement apology out on Instagram <laughs> and stuff. Let's do it, man. I'm all in. Let's do it. So, 100%. Be like a, a dominatrix, like submissive. Like, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Time it. Time. We're not talking about Vegas. We, oh. we went over that an hour ago. We're not having that conversation in any way, shape, or form. My bad. My bad. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, Bobby, let's uh, let's fucking wrap this one up, homeboy. Um, the right, I want to make sure that people know, like, uh, you, the shop, and shit like that, because you guys are doing your thing out there. So one last time, make sure that people know where to get a hold of you and or the shop as well. Uh. As hate as much as I hate to say it, Instagram is probably the best <laughs> way. <laughs> Even though I talk crap about Instagram for the past hour and a half, uh, yeah, you can go to Instagram. My page is at uh, deathtrap twenty six t. You don't have to reach out to me personally though. You can go straight to the shop page. It's Death Trap uh, Motorsports. Uh, we're in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, we have trucks and trailers. We'll come pick your stuff up and bring it to the shop. If if you like the style of builds we do, hit us up. Um, you know, if you're wanting to buy something, if you want parts, we can get every freaking part. We're, we're, we have a, uh, dealer account with almost every part that's made for Harley Davidson. So like hit us up, man. We're always throwing deals out there. I mean, I think right now we're doing a, a cam deal. Like if you buy a cam set from us, we're installing it for free. You know what I mean? So we're gonna... like, we're, we're always doing stuff like that. So hit up the shop. Dave has always got, uh, parts to sell. We sell used parts constantly. We've got a huge inventory of used stuff. So uh, we've always got stuff to sell and, um, you know, we're, we're eager to help people out. Uh, and if you want to build a big wheel bagger, <laughs> all you gotta do is bring me money. That's it. Swipe we'll that build, card we'll or bring it, that man. money, whatever you want. We'll take it all. 
whatever you want, dude, we'll take the money and I will, you will pull away from the shop and I will say that is a pile of shit. <laughs> uh, James said influencer cage matches. What we should. <laughs> Bro, wait a minute. It's only a cage match if there's more than one. I just, I want to talk to him. I'm not an influencer at all. Listen, like, I, if I'm influencing anything, Bobby, it's, I'm influencing my let, wife on what to make me for dinner. Let me tell you, let me tell you this then. Let me, let me just put this out there. I am, I, I will definitely facilitate and like uh, not mediate, but I will definitely be part of the conversation and put all of this together, like a link and a page for us to be or a location for us to be able to do that. So if you do round up or you have some people like, hey, you want to have a conversation, Dude, I, bring it. I, I will. Am, I will set it up. We'll I work it. Gonna, and we'll get it going. I'm gonna DM. I'm gonna DM Steve Chamberlain. Okay. In the next ten minutes, he will 100% <laughs> do it. Hey, Steve's I'm all a rad. Hey, man, Steve's a rad dude. Like, I'm he's seriously a rad person in person. He is. I love Steve, man. Steve's a rad guy. Like, I think I, like I said it in the, the uh, in the and, uh, and he does he does some cool stuff and he puts his money where his mouth is, man. Like he might say stuff, but he's the guy that runs out there on the racetrack <laughs> and I, rides a freaking bike and, and then takes that same bike and rides it a thousand miles of Sturgis. You know what I mean? Like. He's a real deal. So I, I would yeah. love to have a conversation with somebody like Steve. Uh, you know, we've talked about stuff before. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and he's one of those guys that can laugh at himself, dude. Like, I made those memes the other week, and he was the meme the whole time laughing about stuff. Well, I know? will so, definitely – I'm I'm definitely up for the conversation – or being part of the conversation. And he's, and in, he's in the same shop with Kyle. He's in the same shop with Kyle at Forever Rad. You know, Forever Rad builds some, some really cool stuff, and I know – that's probably a conversation I would love to hear. <laughs> you, <laughs> you and Kyle. I uh, and hey, you don't want to know something? Uh, I got no problem saying it, man. Um, I I I don't think I've told maybe, but maybe my wife and the person, uh, pretty much my wife, the one that needed to know, is I walked squared up to him at Born Free and said, "What's up?" Like I, I mean, I walked up to him and was like, "Hey, you know who I am?" He knew who I was. And it was a, it was a, it was a conversation. It was an adult man conversation where it didn't have to, voices didn't have to get raised. It was my point made across, you know, it was, I, I could walk away going, all right, I said what I had to say. I, I told him I wasn't going to let it go type shit. I will see you someday and we'll have this conversation. And that was the opportunity. That was the time. And it was just, it was a, it was a, here I am conversation. Let's have the, the let's have the discussion that we need to have right here. We're in person right now. Cause it, that's the way to handle it. And I have, I have spent time with Kyle. Um, I, I personally like Kyle. And I, I mean, maybe people don't, I, I personally like Kyle. I get along with Kyle. I, I, I will say in your defense, I think when you start getting personal about things that that's the wrong move. Uh, you know, you don't bring somebody's wife or kids or anything into this Instagram bull crap that we're all talking about here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I, I, I side with you on that. There wasn't a, I know Kyle. a bottom line though. And like the, when all that was said and done, I make it sound like it was like a conference or like it was a, a, a aggressive or any type of thing. It was, it was, a, uh, it, was, was an, it wasn't, it was a, uh, when we walked away from it, it was like, uh, uh, an apology was put out there exactly like, uh, if exactly like I would do if I knew I was in the wrong, just, you know, cause that's a man being a man and accepting, you know, when, when they've done something crossing sure. the line or whatever, Absolutely. that's hey, how man, a man, I, I, Hey man, I crossed the line. It's my fault. Ex I, I, and, I regret doing it. 
And that's exactly the um, mutual agreement and understanding that that's we had good. when we walked away from now, it. I'm so. glad. I'm really, really glad to hear that because I, like I said, I like Kyle. I think Kyle's a good dude. I like his wife. She's super nice. We hung out in Daytona a little bit. Uh, me and Kyle. And I think she was there, but I didn't speak. I mean, him and I just, it was very quiet. It was very, you wouldn't well, even it, know. Dude. Let's bring, let's yeah. bring Kyle and Steve on here. Four way. Let's do it. Listen, I'm always. Influencer cage, influencer cage match. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to jump on Kyle and make fun of him because he builds Indians like an idiot. And then we're going to talk bad about Steve because he has a mullet and pit vipers on. And then they're going to talk bad about me because I'm a freaking poser and I work in an office. I love it. And then we're going to talk. You know what I mean? That's and then you're going to talk bad is, about me because, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. So if we facilitate that and that, that, uh, you know, turns into something, absolutely, sure. we can do something right here, just like we did right now, same way, same concept, and uh, have a conversation. You know what we should do. We should, we should bring my partner Dave Foss on for that because he literally has zero filter. <laughs> like I say, I don't have a filter, but I really, really do. Like I'm always ten steps ahead in my head. Like you shouldn't say that. <laughs> don't say that out loud, kind of thing. Dave doesn't have that. I so know that would be great. I need to yeah, catch up man, with Dave has, myself. He has none of it. So, <laughs> well, let's uh, let, let's see what we can do. Maybe, may, maybe you know we'll, we'll facilitate that. And uh, it's always I'm that always, sounds good. I, I think I'm always up for conversation. A, yeah, I think everybody should give a chance to Renegade Babes. I think they make cool shirts. I think everybody should go visit Renegade Babes and check out Sassy Pants. I talk shit about female influencers, but this shirt's really nice. <laughs> I like it. It's kind of cool, man. Like it it's is. a cool shirt. So like it go is. hit it up. Yeah. If you so, know, you know, right type thing, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Well, I appreciate you uh coming and hanging out. I know it's late over there on your end of the uh on your side of the I don't even the... know what time. Holy crap, it's midnight. I'm going to bed, right? Yeah, I know. Remember dude. when I told you earlier I was like when I'm done, I'm gonna get to say I'm just going to bed. Yeah. I'm going to bed, bro. That's the time. All right, Bobby. Yep. Well, hang uh thanks for uh hanging out, man. I appreciate it. We'll do it again. I'm sure it sounds like we'll be talking Absolutely, again soon. Man. Hey, when you when you next time though, before I, you hey, set the match on hey, fire, give me a little like heads up. You're like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like lighting the fuse over here, dog. I'm lighting the fuse oh, over no, here. No, dude, that's kind of the fun. <laughs> that's part of the fun. It's like, holy shit, what just happened? That's kind of the thing. Like and, and I don't know if I have the energy or the minimal minimal uh, the mental capability to do that again. I dude, it was just way too much. And it, it really did snowball to the point. Like at the end, like, dude, I had like 400 DMS of like, Hey, do this one. Hey, do this one. Hey, make fun of this guy. Hey, make fun oh of that God. guy. And it was like, I can't, I really can't do this anymore. Fellas. Like I'm back to work now. I don't want I don't feel like doing it. So, but I'm in for podcasts at any point in time. I actually purchased this weird microphone that lights up. Awesome just to talk to you tonight man like check this out how cool is this i didn't know it did all that yeah bro i am really professional i like that that's why it sounded much so better thank you for doing that by the way the quality of it came uh, out way well, better i than bought this i bought this for a for future investment because i feel like we might do this a couple times we will so hit me up we will bob hey man appreciate it you have a good rest of the night man go get some sleep i am you know i mean all I right appreciate man. you later peace see you all right, that was the homie Bobby. Always a damn good time with that guy. I love when he joins the podcast. Make sure you go give him a follow at Death Trap 26T. And then give their uh, their business page a follow, Death Trap underscore Motorsports. Check out what they're doing over there. They're always doing big things out of that shop over there. Uh, make sure that you guys go follow all things showcase related, Instagram, YouTube, and go check out the podcast on all the major platforms, of course. And uh, check out the website, HarleyShowcase247.com. All showcase, all links, anything showcase related you can find right there and of course you can go pick up your merchandise right there support the page support the podcast support everything showcase related until the next episode homies ride hard ride fast ride safe just ride <laughs>